Three dorks, forged by geek culture at a young age, eventually grew up and started families of their own. Forever young at heart, they now navigate geek culture with children in tow. Whether it's dirty diapers, packing school lunches, or finding balance for it all, they are more than dads or dorks. They are both. This is Dads Are Dorks Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the Dads Are Dorks podcast. This is the podcast where, unlike the collector who collects actual superheroes, we just collect the Sixth Sense versions of them. My name is Mason, and I am joined by... Tyler MC, and I'm joined by... (laughs) I don't understand that intro. Uh, Sorry, Uh, I'm Chris, (laughs) and today I am joined by... I'm Hassan. Yeah, we have a um, special guest co-host, Hassan Ahmed. He is a YouTuber... A uh, friend of the show, just an all-around good guy, and a dad. So, yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit, bit about yourself, Hassan? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a dad and a dork, so it's perfect. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to be here. There's Thank a surprising you all for number of us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Been listening to the podcast, so very, very excited to, to be here. So a little bit about myself. I am uh, uh, 33 years old, born and raised in, in Northern Virginia. I have uh, been married to my wife, uh, Maheen, for for, uh, over six years now. And then my son, Idris, is uh, over two years old. He's like two years and four months at this point. The time is just just flying by. And uh, yeah, I've been around in the the Power Rangers fandom for a while, which I think is really how I kind of got to know many of you all as well. I've I've had a a YouTube channel uh, that I started back in 2006. So it's been... uh, what 17 years if i did my math right there um and uh it's it's been a a, a fun journey uh but that's kind of my side hobby that i do so my my real full-time job is i work for a, a large health system in the area i manage a performance analytics team uh looking at uh metrics and creating dashboards and things around um physicians and all sorts of uh uh fun fun data as well so that's kind of my my day job as well and um yeah that's awesome me. man well awesome. we are stoked to have you on and we know you're a big collector as well because we've all watched your youtube channel we love your youtube channel <laughs> my kids love your youtube channel yes, so i just want to yes. say mm-hmm. thank you very much for keeping it all pretty clean or 100 percent clean and you know something they can pick up and i don't even have to worry about what they're watching like because youtube can be kind of a scary place these days so especially the youtube kids app hassan on on thursday are you able to do a live stream um so i can put my kids in front of it so you can babysit them virtually <laughs> while i go yeah. take care of some stuff like I think you have, have some pokemon cards you can open or something help me out help me out this is I, an idea i right? sure do always right <laughs> this is an idea hassan uh, can babysit our kids and just open up really cool babysitters toys. there's an industry there we just do one of yeah. those um youtube uh, uh what is that the premium chats or whatever we'll just you know pay you a one-time fee and you'd be like oh wow look at this donation but in reality it's just the fee that we owe you for babysitting. right the super Twitch chat comes sitter. in and yes. says can, uh, can you keep the stream going for another hour? Like, sure. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Getting dessert. Stall, stall. <laughs> uh, uh, awesome. This is one of the first time uh, you and I are actually um, speaking, but I followed you for quite a while. And uh, I remember you posted um, a picture of your son wearing a red, wa- red ranger onesie. And I thought to myself, man, being a dad looks cool. <laughs> I was like, being a dad looks like a fun time. So yeah, it's it's great having you on the show and getting to talk with you about all this stuff. 
Yeah, for sure. It's a pleasure to to finally, you know, get the chance to to speak with you as well, Tyler. And and just uh, it's been uh, you know, as you said, it's it's such a, a an amazing journey being a father and getting to share some of that as well with my son and and you know going back and like seeing pictures of myself when I was little and like you know a Power Ranger Red Ranger onesie and now I have my son you know in that as well and just kind of um, passing that on to another generation is is a. Uh, it's just something special for sure. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's one of those things where it's just like, it's super endearing when they love the things that you love and they start growing into those phases and stuff. And I have a funny story and we'll get into what our kids have been up to, but I have a funny story about my my youngest. He, uh, he the um, earlier today, I had some stickers made for the Ranger Madness thing and it's like all the Rangers together and stuff. And so he, I gave him one and he looks at it and he, and he gets real close up onto the sticker and he's like, daddy, this is my boy, my boy Ion's on here. <laughs> my four-year-old, he's like, my boy Ion. And so he's like really big Ranger fan. So yeah, I definitely, definitely understand that, that aspect. And it's just really fun to watch them grow up and develop their own stuff. But uh, another funny story is that we, we got our Astro Mega ships in like last week. And so me and my youngest, we were opening it up and transforming it and stuff. And then couple days later he was on youtube and he's like daddy daddy hassan posted a video where he opened all of the megazords that you have and he was just like so <laughs> stoked to watch you open them and check them out and he's like can you explain this and that and all that i'm like oh man i need to watch that video now so but but uh <laughs> yeah no it's it's awesome that you know my kids can really enjoy your content and things like that uh, but anyway, what? Cool, let's thanks. just kind of get into the show here. Our overall discussion, and we're going to be talking about collecting and collections, and we're going to kind of get into some different talking points on collecting with our kids and stuff like that. But before we do that, wanted to just kind of, uh, you know, has there any been any recent stories, anything you want to talk about with your kids? Uh, I'll start with you, Hassan. Anything recently that's come up that's been kind of funny to you or just like endearing something you've seen? Yeah, well, um, one, I think lately he's been, in the last couple of months especially, just turned into a chatterbox. Like, he just yeah. talks all the time. He has to go up in front of everything and say, what's that? What's that? He knows what it is. You'll ask him, like, okay, you tell me what it is, and he'll tell me exactly what it is. But he just has to ask, though, every single time. Um, but it's just, it's it's so fun, though, because he's just, like, constantly starting to like put words together and form like sentences and things and 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 it, and it's uh just very like endearing to watch it just kind of makes me smile all the time uh but he's really into he i mean there's a few different things that he likes um but one thing in particular that i never thought would be like super interesting to kids but he loves clocks like all kind, like digital oh. clocks, analog alarm clocks, anything like that. He just, he loves clocks for some reason. And he finds them everywhere. That's like cool. the tiniest clocks anywhere. Like we're in Target today and I'm just like, you know, going down the aisle next to like the clothes and the socks and whatever. And down the aisle at the very top of the shelf, there's a couple of like little watches. <laughs> now I'm just pushing the cart along. We're just going through to the toy section, whatever. And he's like, Daddy, go back, go there, go there. And I'm like, what what what's over there? And I go there and and he just starts, he's got this big smile on his face and he points up at the shelf <laughs> and goes, Watch, watch. I'm like, Oh, 
there's watches right there like he just found them it's like he has like spidey sense but for clocks i don't i don't understand it but it like everywhere we go that's like his mission is to find clocks anywhere um and he gets so excited when he finds them so that's just been it's really interesting but it's uh it's just always so funny because i just i don't see these things i'm like there's no way there's a clock here i just like i don't understand what you're saying but it is there is one there (laughs) it's amazing the amount of detail that kids can pay attention to and like see and point out and just even at such a young age like you're you're talking about there it's just i've had so many of those moments with my kids too where the same thing they just point out this total abstract thing that i never would have seen but they were like focused in and like you said they have like this spidey sense for the little details that they're interested in but yeah. uh yeah yeah that's cool man that's 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 awesome tyler what's up with you man well uh charlotte's also learning uh some more words so far her favorites are go go <laughs> and no 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 oh no so she's getting the <laughs> o words um we took her to the park recently and uh, she was playing in like one of those big, like, you know, like slide things where there's like, you know, the big base, like the elevated walkway leads a bunch of different slides and like the yeah. like gears you can turn and whatnot. And uh, she was just like kind of like wandering around there. And I was like close behind her. She turns a corner and there were like these like preteens making out. And she just like <laughs> looked at them and just went, no, no, no. <laughs> and then turned around and I was just like. You know, kid, you're right. Yeah, no, no. On that <laughs> one. All right, let's go to the slides. Um, but yeah, so it's been it's been a trip, even just like the couple of words that she has started to learn. Like she's got dog down pretty good. Um, I think our our one dog's name is Willow, and I think I heard a Willow one time because Willow and Charlotte are just like best friends. Like they just like that dog follows her around everywhere and just like like is always they're always playing together. So uh yeah that's been that's been fun yeah that's awesome chris what's happening with you man where do i begin (laughs) the pantry in your wallet because the kids are just eating everything right now oh it's worse (laughs) so if you follow me on social media you you already have an idea of what i'm about to talk about Uh, apparently there is a stomach bug virus going around town here and my wife and my two oldest kids, Darren and Nolan, uh, picked it up. Oh, boy. The other day. And it doesn't cause anyone to throw up. It just creates a very uncomfortable situation on the other side, so to speak. Uh, well, for Darren, who is about to turn seven, and for Nolan, who is four, they've never experienced that before. So Darren at lunch on Sunday is like, oh, my tummy hurts. And he's like, I got to go potty. And we're like, okay, you know, have fun. Um, and he goes in the bathroom. I'm, I'm in the other room on the couch. And all of a sudden he just starts like scream crying. Like he's like, ah, ah, you know, oh, and my, so my wife like gets up. She's like, oh my God, like what's wrong? Are you okay? Like, did you fall? And she goes in there and then I hear my wife scream. And I'm like, what in the world? So I get up and I'm, I'm you know, I'm like, like I go running, I'm like, what? And in the meantime, Cameron, my two-year-old, he starts crying because he doesn't understand why everyone's like freaking out. So apparently my oldest didn't get his trousers off in time to get on the potty and got it on the side and all over his hand. And so my wife had ran in there to assist him. The first thing he did was reach out to grab her with that hand 
all over her arm. <laughs> oh no! Which got her like you know about to yeah. do that. Um, so that's where it started, and the four year old started having the same issues. He's still in pull ups, working. He's almost he's almost done. But this is obviously set us back on the potty training quite a bit. Um, so three, I will call them three almost blowouts, right? Blowout being when number two happens. Oh, and it's, it's about to come out. Yeah. Yeah, we know blowouts. Almost, almost three blowouts. And then we put them to bed. And, you know, at this point, it's like, okay, well, it's it got worse and it got worse and it got worse. It can't get any worse, right? Like, it can't get any worse. It got worse. Um, <laughs> we went in there before bedtime on Sunday night, and it's half the reason why I've only slept like seven hours in the last two days combined. We go in there at like 11 o'clock. I have to get up at, mind you, at three o'clock in the morning. Um, it's 11 o'clock at night. We go in there, and you can smell it. You open the door, you're like, oh, oh, you know. And so my wife goes over, and she's like, oh, she's like, we got to change him. I, you know, we can't let him sleep in that all night long. I'm like, no, definitely we need to change him. So she goes and, and she goes to roll him over. She puts her hand underneath. No. Looks at me and pulls her hand out. And it's like dripping off her hand. Oh. He, it had oh. overflowed out of the pull-ups all over the bed, all over him, all over the oh, sheets. Body. Yeah. And so, of course, he wakes up, you know, like, eventually he's like sh- shaking awake. Not that we're shaking or anything, but, you know, we're getting his clothes off and like yeah. getting his wipes and getting a plastic bag, like garbage frantic. bag to throw all this stuff away. And of course it's frantic in the middle of the night. It's, it's not frantic like, a, they're, it's and not they're like all, easy, yeah. <laughs> they're all sleeping in the same room because they're having a sleepover. So there's a two year old, a six year old and a four year old. No. And of course my six year old sleeps through everything, well, you know, so good. we're, and we have lights on and stuff and we're just going eventually. Uh, huh? Huh? You know, and then I don't know where he's like, mama. Um, so and, and Nolan starts to cry because he doesn't understand what's going on. And suddenly, like you know, he's like sitting. It, I'm doing body reactions here on the on the camera that people can't see, but you know, he's you know, he's just waking up like, huh, what? So we get all that taken care of. You know, he goes back to sleep or whatever. And apparently, it, it lasted maybe one more time. I think the next morning, my wife said I was at work for a very long time the next day, so I didn't. I missed all that. But that was just that was my Sunday, most of my Sunday into Monday, and then. Changing topics just a bit to keep it a little bit uh, upbeat. Cameron, my two-year-old, I think he's just a little bit, I think he's just a touch older than your son, Hassan, I think, because he turns uh, turns three in July. Um, He's either just a hair older or a hair younger, I can't remember. But I know you and I, for that one, we're very close. Um, He just randomly the other day, like me and my wife are laying on the floor. He's playing with cars on the treadmill. We have a treadmill and he's driving his cars on the treadmill. And he gets up and he's just being super sweet. And he walks by and my wife's like, oh, Cameron, can I get a kiss? You know, and he's like, okay, mama. And he walks over to her, you know, he's bouncing around and he goes up, like leans over to her and then just licks the side of her face (laughs) just straight up from and and without missing, you know, it's not like he stopped and giggled. He didn't miss a beat. They just turned and like, like literally just waddled like a duck waddled off. And it's just the cutest, most random thing. And I don't, it's <laughs> the personality that these kids develop as they get older. I just, I absolutely love it. Cause Cameron, while he is kind of a spoiled sport and does hit his brothers. If he loses, <laughs> like they raced the other day and he lost. So he hit them. Um, that must be work. a young, a young thing. Got to work on that one. That. Yeah. Got to work on that one. But uh, just the personality. I mean, he's, he looks just like my oldest at that age, but is completely different personality wise, completely different. And he has a smile that can melt your heart. It's great. But 
but yeah, those are those are the two uh, moments that stick out to me since the last time we got we spoke were the poop nightmare scenario and then Cameron <laughs> licking people on the face. <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. Yeah, no, um, I had kind of a moment in time where I was like, man, things are moving along quicker than I'd like them to be. But also, this is really nice. So the Shazam movie came out over the weekend. And right now we don't really have babysitters because my my uh, my parents are usually babysitters and my my stepdad just went through a surgery and all that. So they're not really watching the kids. But I really wanted to see the Shazam movie. And my oldest is just at that age. So I was like, hey, you want to go see this movie? And he was like, yeah, cool. So we hopped in the car and went and saw the movie together. And it was like one of those moments where I was like, as a dad, I I was just like, this time's moving too fast because my baby is like now like my bro coming to see a movie that I want to see that he also wants to see. And it was a really nice afternoon. Like we went to the movies and we got the candy and the popcorn and the whole, the whole shoot and boodle. And we had a great time. He enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed it. And it was just a good time, but it was also just like a bittersweet, like, yeah, this is, we're crossing over into this phase now. And, uh, I was like, I don't know how to feel about that. You know, it's just one of those moments mm-hmm. where you're just like, ah, I want to keep them young, but also this is like really nice because I didn't have anybody to go see the movie and like we'd have to get babysitters if me and my wife wanted to go. And she didn't really care too much about that movie just because of the DCU that is completely in flux right now. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, yeah we, it was well, fun. That's a good, like, good way to put things in perspective. Like, because, you know, the Mario movie's coming out, I'm like, oh man, it'd be so fun to go with my son and stuff but he's too young right now but yep. at the same time i should you know also think about like okay let's not rush that and just enjoy yeah. things for what it is as well so it's kind of uh it it takes uh, me to a quote that you know that I, I share because one one thing that i've had friends who are her fathers at different stages right like i have the, the three of you guys obviously when we have other friends who are her fathers is that and this is not meant to get into a deep conversation so i'm, I'm trying to like say it no, and then okay. move on real fast it's like uh, that stage of when you need to transition from being you and doing the stuff that you did before kids to trying to focus and, and, and now making that mental and that adjustment that effort to spend what time you would have had before like oh okay now after dinner i'm going to spend four hours um editing this or i'm going to do this or i'm going to stream the stuff we used to do ourselves but instead now taking that time and spending it with the kids um and the quotes i remember and and, and they're maybe they're cheesy maybe they're kind of lame it's like but it, it rings true especially for me as i watch three kids now go through three different eras um of growing up is you know at some point um your kid's going to ask you to pick them up or pick her up for the last time yeah you know and at one point, they're going to roll over for the last time because they're going to be able to walk. And at one point, they're going to crawl for the last time because they're going to be able to walk. Um, and when those moments are gone, they're gone forever. Like, you know, yeah. you might have a memory or whatever, a recording or what have you, but, you know, they're not coming back. Don't live a life going, man, I, I should have taken more time and spent more time when they were this age or when they were this age. Like, just do it now. Just do it now. And your your story, Mason, made me think about that because it's like, yeah, I mean, my oldest is at a point now where, I mean, you know, we, we play Fortnite together um, and I let him play solo matches and stuff like that under supervision. And he's got me beat by like 11 levels at this point. Um, <laughs> and he's got like more victory royales than me. It's 
you know, it's and it's it's like it's cool because I'm like sweet, like you know, and I got like a friend I can play with, but it's like wait, I can't, you know, they're my kid. Like you can't be buddies. You have to be a dad. You know, you can be friendly yeah. and stuff, but and it's just yeah, it's 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 very sad. It's very humbling. Humbling is yeah. maybe a better word to realize that that little baby that you held and snuggled with you is now their own person coming up with their own dreams and aspirations and and goals. Um, and, and your job of nurturing has changed. You're still nurturing, but now you're doing it in a different way. Yeah. And it's just, it's a surreal experience and very humbling. So. Well, that sounds like a, you guys problem because, uh, my daughter, so a snuggle baby who is little tiny and I pick her up and she's never going to grow any bigger. (laughs) <laughs> and um she's gonna be small forever just like this and um definitely never gonna yeah. get married definitely no. never get married. no never, no grandchildren never happen <laughs> nope little little tiny baby who's just gonna go ah, every time she sees me that's that is it forever um but i mean more realistically my wife just posted like on facebook today like um a memory of uh charlotte from like uh today like last year and she was like so 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 much smaller and she, her capture is just like stop growing yeah because it's yeah. it's crazy just how that time really does just pass you by yeah no and you're right like like you were saying a while ago chris you, the there's going to be a last time they ask you to pick him up my son he's at that age i can't mm-hmm. I can't lift him anymore. <laughs> like I can't carry him <laughs> theoretically. I mean, we sit together. It was cute the other night. I was sharing this game that I've been uh, play testing with my kids and, and we were all sitting in the chair together in this chair. And like, I was just like, I had this moment where I like started tearing up a little bit. Cause I was just like, man, this is not going to be forever. And my youngest, he was just like all snuggled in with me and mm-hmm. my oldest was sitting there too. And it was just, yeah, it was just one a series of these moments this weekend that kind of hit me that was like, man, you know, it's uh it's a we're coming into a really fun phase, but watching the bittersweetness of that other phase move on. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of perks that come and I'm and I, I I tell people all the time, I'm like, I don't wish things would stay the same all the time, but it's just it's hard to cause like, you know, there's so many more good things to come. But like, we'll never have that little phase again. He'll be an adult for way longer than he will be for a little kid, you know? So it's just trying to take those moments in and like, you know, enjoy, enjoy the time that I'm in while I'm in it. And, you know, I think that's a large reason why we started this podcast. I mean, I was, I mean, we're kind of, we kind of have like almost therapy sessions on here. We were talking offline. It's like, it's one of those things where, um, we get into the day-to-day of things, but like being able to have this outlet and chat about, you know, these different things, like kind of makes you appreciate it a little more because it, you're, you kind of get a bigger picture of what you're looking at. And it's just something really nice. So anyway, anybody else have anything else to say on that topic? No, I think you nailed it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I think that the, it kind of bridges in the whole Shazam thing kind of bridges into the next section of what we've been up to, anything we're watching, uh, playing, we want to talk about, recommend. Um, the Shazam movie, if you go in with zero expectation and no connection to this grander DCU and just one a popcorn flick to watch, I definitely recommend it. It was a lot of fun and uh, we both really enjoyed it, me and him. We were both laughing at tons of different parts and the CGI was cool and the villains were cool and stuff. So it's one of those, uh, I don't know if you're a theater guy, you know, 
it's cool to see in theaters, but if you're watching it at home, I would definitely wouldn't miss it when it comes out. Cause I hear it did so badly at the box office that it's like coming out next month already. So like, it'll be out on HBO max pretty soon. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I've been watching. Me and my wife, uh, we finished the last of us. That's an adult, not, not to share. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's but, uh, nightmare fuel. Yeah. We, we did enjoy that. And then uh, <laughs> it's funny. We've talked about this show on the podcast before, but my wife has never seen the show Grey's Anatomy. And there's 20 seasons of the show. And I w- I've been a super fan of the show forever. So I love I, Grey's Anatomy so damn much. I, I stopped watching it six years ago, but I listened to a podcast about the show. So I know everything that's going on about the show. But yeah, anyway, so we've started watching that together. And she's like hooked on, you know, the first real 10 seasons of that show or like the main for sure when it was good. But uh, so we're, we've been watching that every night when we don't have anything else to watch. <laughs> but uh, what's, what's been going on with you, Tyler? What have you been watching? Um, still been going through our uh, office binge. Uh, like I mentioned last episode, oh, we yeah. are uh, past the age of Michael Scott and they're uh, actively trying to find a new boss and i forgot how many great actors they brought in to try and try and uh replace uh michael cuz they had like will ferrell in for a little bit they brought in jim carrey um they got a uh, catherine tate uh from england and it's just it's really cool watching all these guys like like almost audition to like try and take over the role yeah, like, like, like Michael Scott comedy and... comedy legends like he had the everyone loves Raymond guy Ray. yeah that's right yeah. yeah yeah he was on there for a little bit um and that's been great and then I'm I'm getting myself ready for the Dungeons and Dragons movie um uh, I haven't been to a movie since before the pandemic um at first just because you know uh, social distancing and then because small baby wanted to keep her healthy and then small baby she's gonna scream if i take her to a movie and then small baby she is too friendly and will go say hi to other people and take their popcorn um but i got all worked out um my buddy and i are gonna go see it um my wife's unfortunately out of town for uh the weekend that it premieres but uh my, uh, my buddy's wife is our daughter's uh godmother and she's agreed to come over and be babysitter and yeah um me and my buddy and my son who's old enough to like see movies kind of that mature are all gonna go out gonna like get this stupid ridiculous popcorn bucket that looks like a dragon's head and i am so excited to like go to a movie like and one that's like about my favorite hobby that's getting like amazing reviews from it all is people who've seen it in getting advance. great reviews word of mouth is really high on this movie yeah yeah like i mean at first i'm like uh maybe it's like a whole bunch of people just you know trying to give positive reviews to like uh the big movie from like the big company uh and then uh our buddy zach posted like a really positive review on twitter and i'm like okay if this if this made zach happy i think this is gonna be this is gonna be right up my alley so wait next episode probably i'll be talking about that quite a bit Okay, so we are going to bridge that into, which is a lot of the reasons uh, we, some of us, most of us collect today is because we were huge Power Ranger fans. And what was Power Rangers aimed at? It was aimed at selling toys. So it was a show that sold toys that we could all collect as kids. 
And so over the years, um, we all, what, what's interesting about this episode too, is we all have different levels of collecting, I feel like, um, in different um, avenues and things like that. So I just kind of want to get into some talking points here and it can be kind of a broader uh, I just wrote kind of an outline here, but it can be more broad or if you have anything else you want to bring up in the meantime of the, the conversation, feel free. But uh, um, Hassan, what does collecting mean to you? And also- Boy, Yeah, I was trying to think back. Yeah, sorry, One more thing, Bef- no shame here. If anybody here is like, oh, I want to collect this because eventually I want to sell this off and retire, 100% okay. That There's no wrong way to collect, in my opinion. It's right. not, it can be about the money. It doesn't have to be about the money. Like, it is what it is. And, it, and it's just our passion and our hobby. So, okay, go ahead. Unless you collect by stealing. If you collect by well, stealing from other people, <laughs> that's wrong. Like you Don't do, do anything you, illegal. That is oh, wrong. You're, you're ripping There the heads are off. wrong ways to collect if we use our imagination, Mason. <laughs> you're okay. that person who goes to the Walmart and rips the head off the figures and the open packaging. You're a horrible person. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Knowing yeah. that you guys are really good dudes and like <laughs> good fathers and want to set the right example. <laughs> no, no wrong answers here. What does collecting mean to you? Go ahead, Austin. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of a time, you know, when I, at least as far back as I can remember, that I wasn't trying to collect something or really invested or interested into, into something. And so usually collecting has kind of manifested itself in, in collect, you know, having a bunch of some sort of physical objects or memorabilia or something to represent things that I was interested in at the time and, and in some cases continue to be interested in and from like when I was young. I was really into like Thomas the Tank Engine. And so, you know, I had to learn all the names of the the trains, I had to get all the different toys and 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 I would play with um uh, my neighbors had some Thomas trains too and just kind of it was always fun to to um you know, collect all all of that and then eventually that morphed into things like like Power Rangers and and you know, I remember as far back as like when I was little uh when Mighty Morphin was out and the, the, the new Green Ranger toys were were out. Uh I would always like bug my grandparents and stuff for for toys because they I knew that they would, you know, probably get it for me versus my parents. And so they'd be <laughs> calling up the stores asking, Do you guys have the Green Ranger? Do you have it? And you know, we'd we'd go to the store and uh, I remember I think at one point they had like a two-pack or something, or they had the Green Ranger and White Ranger, you know, toys were out. And I and my my grandfather's like well, which one do you want, the green or white? And I'm like, hmm, hmm, I can't yes. decide. And then eventually he's like, you know what, just just get them both. Just get them Throw both. Throw them in there. Sweet, awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I can thank, uh, you know, them, I guess, for the start of, of some of my, my collection there. Um, but I've collected, you know, a variety of things like, like Power Rangers, you know, for example, but then also uh, Pokemon cards, you know, when that came out, Pokemon was one of the first, video games i ever got but the cards kind of i think have always interested me a little bit more um just for that the aspect of some having something physical that you can kind of it's a game that i can play with but then also trade and collect and and um and look at all the cool artwork of everything together um and and it sort of just carried on through my life in various stages and now that i'm an adult and you know i can spend money you know and, and as as i um uh as i please i've collected some other things now like uh the nintendo switch has like all the joy cons uh the controllers and they have all these different colors 
And so I started to collect the different colored controllers because I thought that would be fun to, to look at. And that's turned into buying every single version of the Joy-Cons <laughs> that release, including limited edition Switch bundles. So I have like 10 or 12 Nintendo Switches just because I just wanted the Joy-Cons to collect. <laughs> so in some cases, it's gotten a little bit to the extreme, I would say. Um, but uh, it's just always been something... Um, so whatever kind of interests me at the time is, you know, I've sort of manifested itself into having a display on a shelf somewhere, or being able to kind of represent that in some fashion. And then YouTube has been a big part of it, really, um, to then be able to um, share that and, and review products. And sometimes it's a matter of uh, at least at one point in time with like Samurai and Dino Charge and that era, it was trying to be one of the first to find the toys and review it on YouTube and kind of showcase it. So sometimes it was just collecting it to, to share that with, um, with the audience as well. Yeah, no, that's yeah. really cool. And would you say that, um, when did, when did, uh, collect collecting, like, I know we, we had our toys as a kid and things like that, but when did it really kind of ramp up for you? Yeah. I mean, I would say probably in college is when I like, specifically had that mindset of like, I want to actually build out collections of things. And so, um, and that's kind of when I started to pick up things more on my YouTube channel as yeah. well. Um, and so with Power Rangers, it was, yeah, I want to collect every toy that Bandai releases, you know, every mask, every role play item, every, you know, variant of, of, you know, Power Ranger figure, or whatever, it was just trying to like collect everything. And I, you know, was kind of purposeful about trying to do that. Um, and in later years, it kind of expanded to other things of like Pokemon cards where I kind of dropped off for a bit, but then sort of revisited a bit. And I was like, you know, now this would be fun to do on YouTube, but then also just really try and grow out a collection and, and, um, and do that. So probably since college is when I like really purposefully tried to, um, build out a collection. Yeah, no, that's cool. Thanks for, uh, going through all that. Cause that's, uh, that's, I think like I said, we, you know, you, you've had a purpose for a long time to collect. And I think that's really cool that you've been able to document through the years, a lot of your collection, would you say so? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much all these things I collect, it's all, it's all on YouTube, you know, in, in different videos. And, and to that end, that reminded me of the, the one time where they did the, the Power Rangers, uh, DVD, sets and there was a one bonus feature about like toy collectors and i got to film a video i got like all my power Ranger toys out and filmed a little clip for that so i'm I, I got to be on that that like dvd um bonus feature thing that they did with with other collectors i know um uh eric as well um uh, cool. who's, you know been on the podcast and stuff i think he was in there as well and it was just kind of cool to have an, an area to share that and actually i think they even the power Rangers youtube channel did a thing where like it was like, thanks for 1 billion views or something. And they, the very end is like a clip of me from that, like saying, and here's all 20 years of my Power Ranger stories or something like that. So I was like, oh, that's cool that I got to like cap off this official Power Rangers like video thing showing like the collection. So it was kind of a full circle moment um, at the time. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tyler, what's collecting mean to you? I'm... Uh, 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 I guess, I guess, kind of in in contrast to Hassan, I'm I'm a very sloppy collector. I'm um, 
I pick up things here and there. I I don't really pay too much attention to uh, preserving them. I I just kind of uh, fiddle and play and uh, find a lot of enjoyment. But um, as as a kid, obviously, I started off with um, getting a lot of Power Ranger toys. Um, but that didn't really like spark collecting in me. It was just like uh, always like a you know you know that thing where you you go birthdays and Christmas are like uh, what's going to be a hit with this kid? Get him something Power Ranger. He'll be happy. Like it was just kind of that collecting yeah. really didn't start for me until um, Bionicle. Bionicle was something mm-hmm. that like really just like, you know, struck a chord with me with like, guess, oh, yeah, all right, cool. These guys are like gears and they fight and they're kind of Power Ranger ish, like robot guys. And uh, you can collect them. You can build them. You can put them together. And they even had like, you know, interchangeable masks. And I I don't know for a fact. I feel like that was the origin of blind boxes, at least as far back as I can remember. Is they used to sell boxes of um, random bionicle masks that could be like different type of masks, different color. Um, and I remember going to toy stores and like like at the height of like kind of bionicle craze, like people would just open the box and kind of leave it like you know search to see if it had the one that they wanted or like the one special rare one that like you know you had a one percent chance of finding. Um, and yeah, I had a, I had a pretty decent collection of those guys and I wanted to make sure I had like one of each of them for like the first three generations or so of Bionicle. I had like a pretty close to complete collection. Um, I kind of fell off, um, when they switched to, uh, initially they had like the mask that were designed to fall off. Like it was almost like a rock'em sock'em robot type of thing. Yeah. And that was what, like made it very fun for me. And then Lego decided, like, they added an extra peg in the mask so that it was more secure on there. And that kind of took away some of the fun for me. It was like, I love setting these guys up and having, like, you know, fights with my friends to see, like, you know, oh, yeah, this guy's really good. He's got, like, a hook and it can grab the back of the mask and pull it off. And then there's, like, a win condition then. And then once that kind of got taken away, I was like, "Mm," I kind of petered off for a bit. Um... But besides that, I mean, I collected state quarters and that was always fun kind of hunting for them. And I think that's really like where I find a lot of enjoyment is in the hunt, like yeah. buying it or having it. Yeah, that's fine. But like if I can just like hunt it down and know that like, you know, I was able to like find this thing, that's almost like as satisfying for me. Um, but today I primarily I mean, I collect everything massive verse that I can get. Yeah. Um. I have every Tom Whalen variant color cover of the Massive Verse, and I have those. I'm eventually going to put them up up on my wall. I'm not sure exactly where. Um. But that's been one thing that's you know kind of got that like like hunt going again, like calling comic stores and seeing where like who's selling like this like variant or that variant. Um. And yeah, that's kind of that's kind of been where I've been at. Yeah, that's. I cool. do miss that the thrill of the hunt. In, in it's way. great. I feel yeah. like in some cases it's like for a lot of toy stuff with like Toys R Us gone and things like that. It's it's shifted to more. Okay, you just go and pre-order things online. That's and just wait for it to to come in. You know, so that the hunt factor of it is kind of at least in some in some areas has kind of gone down, which is that that is kind of the fun of it too. Yeah, yeah. and like for me, I also I'm not I'm not super obsessed with like getting them first. Uh, I don't I don't do a lot of pre-orders. Um, like I bought my first Dino Fury toys um, just like a week ago because I found them for like 12 bucks at Ross. And I'm like, there it is. 
there it is. There's the patience paying off and getting them for like, you know, what I consider like to be like a really good price and get to bring them home and like just feel like really accomplished. Like I kind of waited and searched and uh, found found something good. Like that's that's where the fun is for me. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, that And that's why this is cool, because there's we we all have different levels of collections. As far as me, um, I had in and out a lot of toys when I was a kid for my collecting and I would collect the ranger teams. So I had the mighty Morphin team initially. And then I had, um, we had bits and pieces of the Zeo team, but we had all the Zeo Megazords. So all the Zeo Megazords they put out. And then we had, um, the turbo. I remember turbo was huge. And that was kind of the last point of where I was uh, like, kind of, I didn't get into the any, any of the in-space stuff because we were moving around a lot. And Power Rangers at that point for me at school started to become a, become a uh, like, oh, you're too old for that when I really wasn't too old for it, but I always watched it. Um, but it was just kind of like not cool to get the Power Ranger toys anymore. But so, but sadly through the years, I didn't get to preserve those things uh, between me and my brother. It just didn't work out so i it, but the collecting of like like you you were saying like the hunt of finding all the all of them and collecting all the the uh the tur- especially like the turbo rangers it was like i remember we went to this store to get that one and this store to get that one and, and then eventually i had the whole team and i was just so excited about it and um but one thing that was really big for me back in the day was uh, we've talked about Digimon on this show, but I was really big into the original Digimon TCG and collecting um, in that. And so I still, that is one thing I've been able to preserve is my Digimon TCG collection. And I have it in a book put away and stuff. And my kids look at it and like all that kind of stuff too. But um, I think collecting for me, like it's not, it, it's not been like a huge thing. I mean, really when lightning collection came back, I started, I, I started collecting more and more. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to get what I want. I don't necessarily have to be a completionist. I just want to have the things that I want to have. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it's been something really fun, especially more so with the kids, um, nowadays too, because it's like, I'm trying to teach them like take care of the nice things that you do get because like you know you'll want to you'll want to have those later in life and so teaching them how to preserve and be collectors and stuff has been really um important to me and really collecting is just you know it's just something to have that they can play with now and uh, you know i can look back with nostalgia or just be like that's so cool i love that i have all these figures or that morpher or those cards or whatnot so i think to me it's just it's more of like a been more of a community thing now that i have kids and uh ramped up in that and that's something i've really appreciated about it but uh yeah chris why don't you go ahead and talk i know you have a pretty big collection of <laughs> some different different things as well so why don't you talk about how it's changed for you over the years, what it's sure. meant to you and that kind of stuff. So, and so, I know you're um, kind of going through a crisis with collecting right now too. So I, well, I this can, was a good episode to kind of like bring that up and talk about it as well. It's, it's an intervention of sorts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So as the elder, as the other, the elder dad on the show here, um, you know, I was born in the very early eighties, like in 1981. Um, someone that like, I guess technically, scientifically, I'm like the, the the beginning cusp of the the millennial, so to speak. I can kind of bridge that gap back to Gen X or whatever. But anyhow, 
uh, I was raised um, with Masters of the Universe and Transformers and G.I. Joe and Thundercats, a different era of time when it came to toys and when it came to kids television before they passed all these laws that basically said you can't do what you did in the 80s anymore with toys and tv like you can't do that because back in the day man it was i'd run home from school i love the transformers i still love transformers that's always been my jam i have a transformers tattoo that's just that was my jam and that was the show when i was five or six years old i ran home from school to watch um that i got at every single anytime there was a present involved in a holiday that's what i got was a transformer and loving to see that toy that I got seeing that toy represented in the show that I loved was like a huge, huge thing for me. Um, and then it, it shifted, right? Because back then in the eighties, things lasted for three or four years and they were gone. Um, never to return again until, you know, the two thousands, but, uh, it shifted to, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And, and back then it's important to note, like video games weren't huge at first, they got huge in the 90s. In the 80s, it was toys and going outside and playing with your friends. And so when I wasn't outside playing with my friends, I was in my room playing with my toys. And that's where I amassed my original collection of like Transformer toys. And I never gave those away. I never got rid of them. I think I only threw like two of them away ever because I literally destroyed them into pieces by playing oh. with them so much. Um so the 80s morphed into the 90s. Ninja Turtles was a thing after Transformers ended that I kind of got into. And that was popular in school. I think I was in third grade. And everyone said uh, the theme song was that was their favorite music was the theme song. Um, that shifted into the 90s. And I kind of got out of uh, buying toys at that point. You know, I was uh, 11, 12, 13 years old. Um, when Power Rangers came out, I think I was, I was 12. Just, yeah, just turned 12 and Power Rangers came out. Um, and what drew me to that was combining robots, obviously Transformers. Hello. Um, but I was out of the toy collecting stuff. So I didn't buy my first Power Ranger toy until like the 2010s. Um, but yeah, it was, it was Transformers. It's always been Transformers. Transformers was a huge part of my life for a very long time. I got out of it around the time the Michael Bay movies popped in, um, and then kind of got back into it when they decided to stop drowning themselves in that aesthetic and that style of, of toy and look. Um, and kind of now they're revisiting the 80s today and doing it like modern engineering and stuff. So for me, like that's right now, like, you know, I'll show you guys in like a video like this is this is my baby right here. You know, this is five different oh, yeah. transformers that combine all into one. It's Menasaur, the Stunticons or whatever. And this took a year to get all these pieces out. And it's fantastic. And I love it. And I want more. Um, and I don't feel bad doing that because that is that is I've, I've I've had to curtail my collecting because. I just realized I have too much stuff. Um, you know, I love Power Rangers. And so I was like, ooh, Lightning Collection. Yeah, I'm all in. Well, all in gets really expensive when they start releasing all these different variations, all these different exclusives at different stores. And I think what the second year had like 51 figures release or something crazy like that. It was an insane amount in that second year that Hasbro had the line, like 2019 or something, 2020. Um, you know, and then life changes, right? Back then I had one and a half kids. You know, Manolan was still very little didn't have to buy him food we produced the food he ate uh you know not so much anymore uh so now things are changing so now it's you know you you start I'm trying to think of the best way to put this you have to 
change what collecting means to you because what it meant to me 10 years ago, it can't mean to me the same today because it, I'm not the same person. I have obviously different. I have, I have three children and I'm married now. I wasn't married 10 years ago. Um, you know, and finances change. Um, I can't spend the way I used to spend. I can't be like, oh yeah, you know, that uh, Zap Megazord looks cool. I'm going to pick that up. I have like four different Megazords. I don't need a fifth one. I have to understand that, you know, I can't be the first one to get that. I can't get the new thing every single time. As others say, Tyler, Hassan, I miss the hunt. I miss driving to three or four different Toys R Us stores, six or seven Walmarts. I remember when Power Rangers Dino Charge was out. I was I would always be one of the first ones to find the new five inch figures because for whatever reason, they always shipped to the one Walmart by my work. And I would swing by there at 11 o'clock at night because Walmart was still open 24 hours a day back then. And they would have like the villain wave. They had the entire wave out for sale. And I dropped well, I mean, they weren't expensive back then. They were what, like eight dollars a piece, maybe seven dollars a piece, seven ninety nine. So I bought all like twelve figures or whatever that came out, and was so stoked and so excited. Um, that was fun, and that I think that uh, honestly, that little period right there was probably that. And when the Power Rangers Legacy figures came out, do you remember when Target got those in like a little bit early, and they kept them in their back room? Because they made jokes about people like breaking into Target stores to get them. Um, <laughs> I remember going to like three or four Targets until one somebody would finally go get them for me out of the back, and I could buy them. And so I was awesome. very ecstatic. Because I mean, an articulated Power Rangers figure that doesn't cost me sixty five dollars, like a figure art, I'm all for it. Um, I said overall, what does collecting mean to me now? Um, you know, the only child that's collecting anything is is my son Darren, and it's an off and on thing with Pokemon. Um, you know, I, I think that's influenced a lot by his friends, his friends do Pokemon because he doesn't look at his cards anymore. You know, two months ago he did, but now I don't think he's looked at his cards in three weeks. Um, doesn't play the game anymore. He was trying to play it for a little bit then he kind of stopped. So collecting for him is, is different. I don't think he's found something that he's super into yet. Um, I know I don't know that he will, you know, that's another thing too. As for me personally, at this point, it's holding on, I guess for me, like, you know, because I'm collecting, you know, the guys can't see, I can, I can show it on here, but like, you know, my office is a lot of transformers and stuff like that. Um, I collect the newest versions of the stuff I grew up in the 80s with. I don't necessarily collect, you know, the movie stuff that's coming out. I'm not going to buy any of that Rise of the Beast stuff. It's just not for me. Um, but I will buy, you know. Uh, a little gold bug figure, which is a character from 1987 redone in today's engineering. I'll buy that. Um, and I think for me, as I'm beginning to come to the realization of the mortality of my parents, um, as they're getting much older and their health is declining little by little, um, realizing that they're not always going to be there and remembering all the happy memories that those toys gave me. Yeah, it, it's selfish. I'm hanging on to a piece of something that makes me happy, that kept me happy. Because <clears throat> when we had to move across the country, you know, when you're nine years old, 10 years old, and you move across the country, you lose all your friends, have to start school over and all that stuff. It's hard. It was hard on me. I had a very miserable five or six years until I got adjusted enough. I still don't think I ever technically recovered from that mental standpoint. Um, so yeah, what do you do? You play games, you play with toys. And that's what I did. So 
you know, they're more than just pieces of, of plastic or diecast metal. They're, they're physical pieces of memories that, you know, I can tell you every single toy from the eighties that I have, I have a story for, I can tell you when I got it, who gave it to me, what that makes me think of visualize a memory in my head. Um, yeah, that to me, that's what, for me at this point, that's a collecting means to me. And so the pieces that don't do that for me, that feeling that I don't get, that's the stuff I'm letting go of because at this point, you know, it's just, it's just clutter and we got to, I don't want to say the term grow up because we are grown up, you know what I mean? But it's like, you know, like the way my wife, she jokes, she's like, Oh, you're growing up, you know, but it's, it's just changing the collecting to something else. Now I'm collecting memories with my kids. I've, I've got my memories. Now I'm going to start collecting memories of the kids. And, you know, if they get into it, cool. You know, I'd love to share the stuff with them. If not, cool. And I think also, like, having kids, like, the hunt continues. You know what I mean? Like, I can't wait for my first Tickle Me Elmo challenge. Like, mm-hmm. I can't wait to find Charlotte's Turbo Man or whatever it is that's going to be, like, the impossible to find, like, thing that would just make her Christmas. And I can just be like, a, I've been training all my whole life for this moment. Let's go. Let's Mason, go. Let's call the target. It's, it's going to be the Mario toys here in a couple of weeks. Just wait. No, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be those my, Mario movie toys. Yeah. My first. youngest has already started showing, showing um, interest in the Mario toys and stuff like that. But uh, for uh, going along with your point there, Tyler, I've, I went on a hunt recently. My son has really gotten into the kingdom hearts games. And so I went on a hunt recently to collect some of those for him. And he, uh, the way our school year works, we end in February because my wife homeschools. And so I got him all, I, we just dropped all these kingdom hearts toys in front of him for the end of his school year. And he was just like beyond excited. And I'm holding, I got a, uh, I got a replica keyblade. I'm holding for him that I'm going to give to him eventually. Nice. And so Fair he's nice. <laughs> that's going to blow his mind. And yeah, that thing is... is, that thing's heavy for me. So like, it's like a metal rod <laughs> in between and they decorated it with like foam and stuff, but it's, it's really cool. And I'm like, man, I want this for me. But yeah, so I, I, I've, I'm there with my oldest kind of, cause he's like, I want this toy. And it's really, you know, they don't make kingdom hearts toys on the shelves these days anymore. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to, you have to go hunting for it and it's, it's fun. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so. my uh, my wife and I uh, tag team to hunt um, back when the PS5 was like impossible to find. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> and her co-worker's son just wanted a PS5 more than anything. And her co-worker's like asking everybody if they could help. Like, look, my wife's like, I'm on it. She's like Googling, looking at targets. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, driving out, uh, trying to peek in, see if there's anything on the shelves. And uh, uh, I was driving back from a work trip. And she calls me. She's like, on your route, there is going to be a target. That target has a PS5. <laughs> I have it reserved. I'm like, got it. And so I, I, I detoured and I got this thing and we got it to her coworker. Uh, and he sent us like a video of him opening it for his birthday. And the look of nice. disbelief on this kid's face. <laughs> That's like, amazing. I'll never forget it. Like this kid, I'm his dad's coworker's husband. Does wouldn't recognize me on the street. But like I was so like thrilled just to like see this like how did you do this how did you pull off this magic trick face face that he made in this video it's like that is the best freaking feeling in the world and I can't wait to like do something like that for Charlotte yeah that's awesome yeah I love like in some ways I've kind of 
done that when I probably didn't need to in a way of like my son loves Thomas the Tank Engine now and I have all my old trains still that I've kind of passed on to him and and he's enjoyed but of course in all these years since then there's new trains that they've had and new oh, yeah. things you know so he's on you know watches like a youtube thing and sees like oh there's you know nia and hero and all these other characters and like who are there's all these new ones i don't i don't even know and you know um and so you know they have different toys and different versions of some of these characters out there kind of limited capacities but you know as me being me and kind of knowing how to navigate and find toys on the internet mm-hmm. i went and looked at like all the different series of trains that they have and which ones have all these characters and all these things and i found out there's these claw rail series that they had in japan that have like all these characters and they're like battery operated and all these tracks and things so here i am on the same website that i import my japanese pokemon cards <laughs> i ordered a bunch of these thomas the tank engine trains and you know like i've given a couple of them and kind of saving a bunch more in the closet over there of like periodically i just bring these out and so to him it's like oh cool this is you know the character of the train i wanted he has no idea this came from japan and it's like you know part <laughs> oh, yeah, of he doesn't series know of things you know he doesn't know any of that but at least for me it's like okay if he's interested in these i'm getting the characters and things he wants but at least it's like I know that it's all one consistent series. So they're all compatible with each other versus anybody else going out and buying this train and that it doesn't fit on this track. And, you know, at least like he's getting like the full experience with it in a way. So it's probably not really needed for him. Like I'm sure he would enjoy it either way, but at least it's like, it makes it a bit more fun on my end too, to kind of throw in my experience into, into the mix as well. So. Yeah. And that's cool. Cause I mean, you know, I, uh, my wife tells me all the time she she's not a big collector and she she um she doesn't like as long as i don't get out of hand with it in her eyes she she doesn't ever hinder me but she she tells me all the time she's like she had a her her dad was always there but he never really took an interest in what they did as kids and things like that but she was just like she looks at it endearing she's like these kids don't know how cool their dads are when she listens to this podcast, especially too. She's like, because you know, like the, the lengths that you guys are going for your kids is just incredible to me because it's just like, they're, they're going to look back one day and it's like, like you were talking about Hassan with the, with the trains, he doesn't get it now, but one day he's going to look back at that and be like, Oh, dad, like really like went, and did the work and that's something that they're going to appreciate hopefully you know we we can't time will tell but like that they're that my kids are already showing me and and they're a little bit older but like you know they're they, they're going to appreciate that type of thing and it's it's a rare thing to have dads that are that cool that'll just go out and like yeah let's get it let's let's make this a, a hunt let's get you what you you want and all that kind of stuff so i don't know it's uh it's awesome um, and that's kind of leads to the kind of how I wanted to round out this discussion with, you know, as far as our kids, is this a hobby that we would like to pass down to them? Or are you kind of at the point, like I've collected all I need to, I'll help them, I'll facilitate it, but like, I won't like push. I mean, and we don't want to push anything on our kids, but it, it, if it's something that they're not as like, eh, you're not really going to like push, like introduce to them as much. Like, how would you feel about that? Kind of a round talk round table talk about it so yeah i mean i think like it's one of those things where right now i mean he's he's 
so young still that it's, you know, there's certain things he's interested in and just trying to, you know, help and see if I can, you know, get some things that, that he might like. I, it's, it's a little bit of a balance of, you know, like when I go to the stores and I, I myself try and collect things too, you know, I have to kind of explain as well to him sometimes of like, we can't always just get something every time we go to target or whatever. Right. right? And so sometimes, sometimes sure we'll pick something up and Hey, great. Sometimes it's, we can't get anything, you know, um, today, maybe another time or kind of, you know, um, explain that like today he, we went down the toy aisle and he picked up this like hot wheels toy and he tells me himself, he looks at it and he's like, Oh, put back can't get or no no you know no no buy or something like that like he kind of telling me himself i'm like yeah you're right we can't get it today (laughs) you know um but uh but at least then i know there's certain things that he wants like there's a certain thomas train uh hero uh is one of the characters names like he's been talking about it for a while and and um you know so i i got it for him and i could easily just give it to him right away but i'm kind of purposefully holding it back for like um a special occasion coming up or something so that it's something that he kind of values a bit more as well so it's kind of like that balancing act um but i think like overall like i'm sharing some of my own collections you know that i have so he loves to come down to the basement and and kind of play with some of the toys that i you know uh will let him kind of play with as well but it's more whatever he's sort of interested in like if he at one point he liked playing with some of the Power Ranger stuff I had, like the morphers or whatever. Now it's more the trains, whether it's Thomas trains or my Tokyuger, you know, the Resha that I have, like he's playing with those trains. So it, it's whatever he's kind of interested in. I just want to be there to help kind of support and guide that. Yeah. And if it's things that I don't have in my collection in the future, if it's something else, um, you know, that he's really into, that's fine. You know, I just want to make sure that it's something that it's, you know, if he wants to try and collect something that at least we're a bit more methodical and purposeful with it versus just trying to get everything and get invested into so many different things. Um, and, and you know, I just want to at least be there to help guide him and, and kind of show that support so that it's it's a it's a family activity, you know, yeah. as well, too. Um, and and I think that will make it more fulfilling. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, for me, like and I like how you're kind of talking about facilitating whatever you know, like helping them out and that kind of stuff. And I think for me, like I want, a, we do collect and we do, you know, I, we, I get a lot of what I want out of this line and whatnot. But I, I think, I think for me, it's trying to instill them. Like I worked hard to, to earn the money, to earn this thing that I really wanted. And so we got to take care of it. Number one, like you can, you, you can play with it, but the moment you break it, like w- there's going to be some boundaries. So we got to learn to take care of things. And then also like we worked hard for it. So you need to earn this. If you want it, you've got to earn it, you know? And so like my son with the kingdom Hearts stuff, you know, it was kind of a bigger drop for him, but he worked really hard in school. And so I gave all this to him and I, and I, and I was like, I want to explain to you that, you know, you got all of this because you worked really hard and you advanced your reading and you, you're, you're taken off with math and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, and um, so I think just tr- for me personally, trying to instill like the hard work that goes into collect to getting the things that you want, not just 
not just like you said, Hassan, like you can't just go to the store and get it all at once. My wife in invented the best thing for the store. She invented the wish list. She didn't invent the wish list, but for the kids. So now it's, we go to the store and my youngest, he's like, daddy, I want this. And I'm like, not today. And he's like, put it on my wish list. And I'm like, yep, put it on your wish list. So we've got thousands of things on his wish list that I'll never <laughs> remember, but it helps the mitigate the, uh, the tantrums at the time and helps him understand like, can't get this today, but if I work hard for something or if it's something in the future where daddy's like, yeah, get a toy, I can grab that, you know? And so yeah. it's, uh, uh, it, it's definitely a balance for me because I'm like, I have this conundrum of like, we have some really cool stuff and you can play with it, but I just don't want them to feel uh, spoiled with it, you know? So yeah. anyway, that's kind of my take on it. Um, Tyler, do you have anything to add as far as the overall question of, you know, how would you facilitate your daughter wanting to collect whatever it might be? I think for me, I mean, I'm willing to like follow her in whatever interests she find her, finds herself picking up. Like, um, like I'm happy to kind of be like the dad who helps her like find like different pieces for like any collection she might want to pick up. Uh, I think my big thing is I definitely want to, like you were saying, Mason, teach her that like, you know, getting something is not like an everyday kind of thing that like they like gifts and like, you know, tr like, like treats, I guess, or uh, like they're reserved for almost like special moments or because you did like really good at something like they're not just just because like I wanted to always mean something because like Chris was talking about earlier, like he has meaning behind every Transformer that he got um, in the 80s. He can tell you who gave it to him and when and why. And like those are like that's kind of what makes collections precious are like kind of the memories that they help us to evoke. Um, and I think also I'd want her to. Like she like I whatever the collection may be like, I'm I'm happy to help out with it. Um I would want it to be somewhat organized um, just because, you know, collecting things can get real sloppy yeah. sometimes, you know, like um, like I, I have a, a cousin, of, like a very young cousin who got those like LOL surprise dolls or they're they like, you know, they're the um, they come in like a little egg. I think I don't know much about this world. This isn't something mm -hmm. I'm familiar with. But it's like, you know, little little tiny dolls and they'll have a bunch of little clothes and like they just kind of get eventually like strewn throughout the house and are like just kind of a big mess. And, you know, it's like, oh, I have eight of this jacket or whatever. And it's like, all right, if we're going to go down this route, we're going to make sure you have like bins. We're going to the container store. We're going to get some labels for you. We're going to make sure that like this doesn't become like a uh, hazard for like uh, our pets to like, you know, eat accidentally someday or, you know, something that dad steps on someday and, you know, hurts my feet. I don't want that. Um, so I think those are kind of like the uh, lessons that I try and instill through collecting um, just to kind of, you know, collect responsibly and not kind of take it for granted. Yeah. Um, but again, she's one and almost one and a half. She's yeah. just she doesn't even realize whenever something's new. It's just like I, I hand her a new toy and she's like, OK, yep, this is here now, too. Great. Thank yeah. you, Dad. And then just kind of like like toddles off with it. And everything is so new to her. 
it doesn't make a difference yet, but we'll get there. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know we we definitely have a bin system in place in their room where different toys go and we got the Marvel toys, we got the they've got a Power Rangers bin, like a complete dedicated Power Rangers bin and then they've got like miscellaneous uh different stuff. So yeah, that is very important and that is something my wife she'll laugh when she hears this, but she is like nuts about. She's like, "We got to audit these toys. We got to get rid of the bad ones." Like, thank <laughs> goodness for her because she is just so incredibly organized i'd be a mess mm. with that stuff so uh, she really helps keep me in line as well um but um yeah chris uh on to you for this 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 point of like how would you you facilitate collecting would you want your kids to collect you know you know it's it's i want them to do whatever is going to make them happy you know what i mean um yeah I, I wouldn't necessarily say what I did was unhealthy, but looking back, um, I, I I think I got way too deep into things. You know what I mean? Like, if I could go back and do it differently, I would. And I want to share that same advice back to them about, you know, yeah, it's fun to have it here in the now, but in three years, are you going to care? You know, is, is it going to mean something to you still three years from now? Um, I think that'd be important question i'd want them to be able to answer to themselves um at the same time you know darren is turning seven years old and it's all about the influence of his peers they love pokemon cards so he loves pokemon cards or at least he did um you know nolan he's four years old he loves uh no no judging from uh from fellow parents uh either here on the show today or listening at home uh he loves the nightmare before christmas my four-year-old loves the nightmare before christmas and so some of his most favorite toys i bought him like on amazon for christmas like uh these little like they're like this big like little <laughs> just little figure i mean they're like balls essentially like they're they're not even like figures but he carries those things everywhere um he was huge into sonic the hedgehog i know for um for his birthday we had to do sonic the hedgehog theme back in november uh, now he's huge into Mario. He wants Mario, 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 Mario. But that's the important thing to remember, too, especially for kids. For example, Darren loved playing Legend of Zelda a year ago. Loved it. Loved it. It was his most favorite thing in the world. He'd come up, I want to play Zelda. I want to play Zelda. And he would. He got really good at playing uh, Breath of the Wild. I remember that cake you made, uh, mm -hmm. you and your wife made for his birthday. That was really uh, cool. Yeah, the Hyrulean shield last year. Yeah, it was it was cool. And that's props to my wife. My wife made that cake. Like she is fantastic at that stuff. Amazing. Um, I just I just ate it, um, and I did a really good job too at eating it. Just so you know. But <laughs> good job, Chris. We're proud of you. Thank you. It, you know, a lot of frosting. Uh, <laughs> but the important thing is like you know. So for his birthday coming up, um, I don't know if it was Jazzwares or some company just released like a new Breath of the Wild. You know figures that are you know six five inch tall like legend of zelda so it's like link and zelda and stuff um and so uh shout out to uh, uh little adam on twitter he helped me out in finding me one for for my son for his birthday um i don't know that he'll even care about it at this point you know but by the time i put the request out for him, i was like oh yeah he's really excited about the sequel of the game he hasn't touched zelda in months now and <clears throat> so i think that's something that's really important to remember too is that your kids are into something right now remember their especially especially our group here is our kids are you know mason you and i have two kids that are almost the same age yeah. um Hassan, you know your youngest is about the same age as my youngest um 
your youngest. You only have one kid. Sorry. I only got um, one. She's very young. And, and Tyler, you're even younger than that. So my thing would be just remember that, you know, while they might be into Paw Patrol for six months and Blaze in the Monster Machine for maybe it feels like nine months, um, they will at one point go past that and not care anymore. Yeah. Um, so try not to buy you know, because that's what you always try to do as a parent, right? You're like, oh, let's budget. Like, I got the extra money now. Let's buy this and we'll stash it for, for Christmas. And then come Christmas time or whatever, we already have some stuff done. But by the time Christmas comes, yeah, they don't care about that toy anymore. And you're like, oh, son of a gun. Why did I spend money? I, I did that with... Um, so, so what lightning. you're saying, Chris, is tomorrow I should get out all the toys from the closet and just give it all to him tomorrow. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you know, right. Have a yeah. great day tomorrow. I'm just He's saying, gonna have a, yeah. remember we live... He's going to remember tomorrow forever. <laughs> we live in the video game age too um mm. that that does seem to take i mean right now my son darren yes he still likes his pokemon cards he did you know i gotta be fair he did ask me some questions about pokemon cards tonight he asked me are rainbow cards more rare than gold cards and i said i don't know i'll ask Thompson later <laughs> <laughs> i said I'm, I'm maybe i don't know son um the answer is gold is more rare okay, but I'll... not by much off to love no he didn't have any rainbow cards so he was trying to trade with the neighbor kid next door again um but now i, now I totally lost my train anyways no um oh yeah my, my so he he loves his pokemon cards or at least he did like i said but now it's all about fortnite uh, yeah. so now he now he collects this it will not he collects character skins that's what he wants to do now. He wants to get all these character skins and do it. And as you guys know, V bucks cost actual dollars. No um, way. Yeah. So um, now his his grandparents, my mom and dad, have decided they're going to buy. They bought him some V bucks, so he will get some V bucks for his birthday. And then I'm going to hover over him the entire time he has those V bucks and determine what is okay to spend on because he will buy everything in the item shop that day. <laughs> um. But, you know, for my other two kids and for kids in general, you know, it's it's hard to say, like, you know, Nolan's a little bit more into figurines. Uh, he's more interested in Transformers uh, and even Power Rangers than than Darren ever was in Cameron. Cameron just wants to watch Blaze and the Monster Machines. That's all he wants to watch. Um, they like Bluey, but they don't care for the toys. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's important to remember, too, and I, I think I struggle with this a little bit is I, I desperately want to share. And we, we talked about this in like one of the first episodes, I think I desperately want to share the love, the stuff I love the most, like, like Transformers, or even Power Rangers are, you know, maybe not Common Rider for a while, but at least the other two um, with my kids. But that's their choice to decide if they're into that or not. And yeah. um, trying to force it by just like, Oh, look, daddy bought you another Transformer. That's wrong. Um, you know, if if they want to be into it, they'll let you know. Um, I mean, it's think... good to always have the door open. Oh, yeah. and I think your kids know that. Oh yeah, well, no, we'll sit down. Like, well, my son Nolan was all excited that you know I told him I, I went up to him like Nolan, don't tell Mama. He's like, oh, secret. I said, yeah, secret. He's like, what? I'm like, <laughs> Dad, I finished Menasaur. We got the last piece. He's like, oh, can, I, can I see it? I'm like, yeah, come on, let's go. We snuck upstairs. I showed it to him. He was like, wow. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he likes it, and, and I let him play with it and stuff like that, but for him that's where it stops like it's cool because it's dad's toy it's not cool mm -hmm. because he likes it himself you know like he knows the characters he loves to watch the cartoon um but yeah so again um would i like to pass the hobby down sure like tyler said definitely organization i think also collecting 
with purpose. Don't collect just to collect. Don't collect. Oh, I I love Power Rangers. I'm going to buy every single one of those. Don't do that. I did that. And now I'm actually boxing up most of my, you know, lightning collection stuff because it's like I'm only going to keep the stuff that actually means something to me. Um, I'm not going to keep it just to keep it. And I think as a society, too, especially with the uh, tendencies we have to um, everyone can at different times because of social media, we become a little bit detached from the actual physical world. Um, Sometimes you feel like when you log off, you know, you can people feel lonely. I mean, depression is real. And I think um, sometimes social media can exasperate that a little bit. Uh, And so one way to feel better is to, you know, um, spend money on yourself, like buying toys, uh, retail therapy, as they would put it. Uh, I think it's very important to find other outlets than retail therapy, because otherwise, you know, you could end up with a hoarder situation. Um, But also at the same time, like I I have to say, too, I have not so much lately, maybe like six or seven years ago, I did totally do the whole like buy an extra one for an investment down the road. Uh, And I learned certain certain things that paid off certain things that didn't. you know, anything Power Rangers Diamond Charge paid off dividends, I'll tell you that much. But, um, you know, Power Rangers Ninja Steel, not so much. <laughs> yeah. um, so don't, if you're going to collect to invest, one, please don't. <laughs> That's a horrible idea. Um, you know, because all it takes is, yeah, I can sell my Bandai Legacy Green Ranger helmet for... Uh, say I have a seal. I have two. I have a one that's open, one that's sealed. I could sell the sealed one for like six hundred dollars. I think is what they're going for. Um, or I could drag my feet on it, not do it, and then uh, a year from now, when Hasbro decides to release their own Green Ranger helmet, the value completely crashes. You know what I mean? So that's always the danger you run into if you try to collect um, strictly for the uh, idea of reselling later on down the road. Is that something yeah. better or bigger will come out, and then? Your fifty dollars that you spent hoping you could double or triple your money now you're lucky if you're going to make your money back. So, yeah, that's an adult game. I I think at least like I think that's going to be a hard sell for a kid to be like, uh, all right, now don't open this one, this very fun toy, because you might be able to get money for it later. Right. Like yeah. I think that's kind of a. I don't know. I I don't know if that's necessarily like the lesson that I want to teach my kid to be like. You know, watch the market, like make sure you know kind of where oh, the no, price no, I did. is for this. And like, yeah, I don't think I, think I, I, I think it might, obvi- I think I skewed away from like, yeah, obviously you're not going to talk to your kids about that kind of stuff. I guess I was talking more to, toward the parent side of it, but, um, and, and we could even twist it around and even say something along the lines of, uh, as a parent, like, don't, don't remember that you're buying a toy for a kid, not a, piece of not a collectible that might be worth something later on and try to be like no you know take care of it take care of it if you're going to buy your kid a toy you have to accept that they're going to open it and they're going to beat the crap out of it and it's going to be the most fun they've ever had and if Mm -hmm. you can't enjoy that to take a step back because you know kids will find a sandbox oh yes you know i I don't know where but they'll find it and they'll uh, bring their toys (laughs) in the sandbox and along the breaks yeah, along those lines, my my oldest Axel, we had a moment today actually. He was talking about the Dino Fury toys, and he's like, "Daddy, like, he had them all lined up, and they're mm. beat up. Like, he plays with them. They love playing with those things, and they're beat. They're a little beat up. But he was like, he's like, Daddy, we we've I I I've collected almost all of them, and I'm like, 
yeah, I think you have all of them. And he's like, no, I don't have Izzy yet. And I was like, oh yeah, we bought Izzy. It's put away. But he's like, yeah, I have to work for it to get it. But, um, you know, it's not like something where he's like, yeah, I'm going to get Izzy. I'm going to put her away. He's like, I can't wait to open that thing and play with it. And it's like the most exciting thing. Cause they'll finally complete all the Dino Fury toys. And, um, but it's gonna be a cool moment. He, he loves collecting, but he, he, like you said, Chris, they, they're toys and they want to play with them. So I don't want to rob them of that. I, yeah. I want them to take care of things. And so like I have, and so I think my teaching them is like, Hey, I, I keep all mine in my boxes. Most of them are up here. Some of them are over there, but, um, I keep them in the boxes and we can play with them. You just have to be good with them. You know, I want to keep them nice in case I ever want to pose them and I want them to look nice and stuff but we just take care of it. And so toys in their room, they can beat up and play and da, 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 but let's take care of the cool things we have. So we'll have it for a really long time. And no we'll playing Megazord versus hammer. Yeah. We're not <laughs> playing Astro Mega ship. It's the hammer monster. <laughs> Run! But with that, like my, my, my four-year-old, when we got the Astro Mega ship, he was like beyond this kid's reaction was like, Oh my gosh, daddy, this is the coolest thing we've ever seen before. And he was just awesome. losing his mind. And then, you know, after that, I let him play with the Meg, the, the dragon Zord and the, the zap uh, Megazord, And then the Astro mega short under a controlled environment together. And it was fun. You know, we had fun with it. And so, yeah. you know, toys are meant to be played with. And while I want to, you know, instill in my kids, like, Hey, take care of things. I also want them to be kids and play with it. So like they're dino by dino fury toys. They're beat (laughs) to to the hell (laughs) for lack of a better term, but they have them, they collect them and they keep them and they know where they are and all that kind of stuff. And my, (laughs) the funny story, my youngest, so it, he still comes and gets my wife in the middle of the night to sleep with, with him. And he's just like really attached to mommy. And so we've been holding on to the void night Zato two pack with the motorcycle for him oh, for that moment when nice. he actually sleeps by himself. And he, he still talks about it all the time. He's like, yeah, you have void night, but I can't get it yet. I'm like, yeah, you got to earn it, man. You got to earn it. He's gotten like Secret achievements. a dozen, 20 other toys in the in the meantime of you know that we've held on to this but i'm like that's the prize you know because he loves void night so but uh i think it's just <laughs> it it instills kind of a work ethic in them too because they want to work hard to do that this is one thing this kid can't break he cannot break his bond with mommy to like <laughs> just sleep by himself and not come get her at night but um it's uh it's one of those things where yeah there's there's such a fine line of like yeah, I want them to collect, but I also want them to be kids. And how can you, how can both of those things exist in the same realm? And it's more me letting go, oh man, he just beat up that toy that I just got him. You know, it's more me just yeah. letting go of that than anything. Yeah. So, and and I think that's where, like, like, you know, we can come in to help guide. And like, he's like, I have Pokemon cards from when I was little that I played with all the time. Now, you know, if they were in perfect condition, they'd be worth a decent bit. But at the same time, they're some of my favorite cards now right. because I've had them since I was a kid and I remember using them in games and things like that. So it's more like, you know, you, you can help and explain like, oh, the value of things. And, you know, if you want to maybe at least put it in a card sleeve or something, but still play with it, like do that, you know, at least take care of it to your point, Mason. Right. Yeah. But um, but rather than just Oh, you open up something cool. Let's put it away in a box and just stare at it. Like I don't, you know, that kind of just takes the fun out of uh, uh out of it as well. And I, I think like, um, you know, we have to kind of take away that sort of 
mindset of like oh collecting and kind of pristine condition sort of a thing and really just focus in on just be a kid and kind of you know yeah. enjoy the enjoy the moment enjoy the experience and i think that that will resonate hopefully more at least for me growing up those memories stick with me stronger of these things that i really have that bond over um and and really played with a lot and and so, yeah you know hopefully that's what really sticks and that's something i appreciate about you too hasan is i know we've had these discussions before where you've talked about how you your lightning collection you you open them and you could just get rid of the boxes you know you just kind of dispose of that and so like you're you're really you know you live by that standard and that's really cool that you can you you can just like let go of that and just be like yeah i have this huge collection of stuff but i don't care what happens with it it's all about the fun and the end of it and i think that's going to be really cool that you're you're going to be able to pass down to your kid really well so just yeah I think that uh, I think it's a good discussion and it's definitely something we can probably spend hours and hours on even more, but um, we don't have hours and hours. So <laughs> before we're going to talk, we're going to open it up to Twitter because we did get some Twitter responses and I'll let uh, Tyler kind of take over that if you don't mind. Um, yeah, no problem. Those comments. But before we do that, what is the one thing in your collection that you're like, I freaking love this thing. It's my favorite. Uh, one or two things, whatever it might be. What's the one thing that you're just like, yes, I have this and it's so cool. Um, I'll start with you, Hassan. You have a big collection. So I'm like, I'm interested to hear what's that one thing for you. Yeah, yeah, that was hard. I had to kind of prep when you sent me some of these questions, you know, the before, <laughs> like trying to pick and choose my favorites, you know? Um, I'll say two things, one on the Power Rangers side, one on the Pokemon side of like, for, for me with... Power Rangers and and now as an adult and kind of all the you know the latest engineering and all the you know the cool new things they can do with with like Megazords the soul of Chogokin uh Megazord um is one of my top favorites because I also never had the Mighty Morphin Megazord as a kid I didn't get a Megazord Same. until Same. until Turbo um my parents were always like oh it's too much it's too too you know too much money too big and and I had action figures and other things but never had the Mighty Morphin. It was. It wasn't until 2010 that I got the Mighty Morphin <laughs> Megazord with that that toy line. Um, and so just having the Soul of Chogokin one now is like you know the premium quality and so much detail and it's it's like I, I don't know what else I could ask for in a in a in a Megazord. And so I have that like on a shelf, um, next to my like YouTube play button and stuff. It's like just one of the premier things I kind of have like displayed and um and uh, just means a lot um just for for that and then on the the pokemon side of things i always go back to like the first ever holographic card i got was like in a theme deck that they had it was a, a holographic gyarados from the base set it was from my grandparents they bought like a theme deck and i mean gyarados just looked cool it was you know it was a hollow card and and that kind of started you know, a lot of my, my interest in, in the cards from there. And I've, I've, I still have that card to this day. It's, you know, scratched up and, and beat up a little bit too, but I went back now and even like went on eBay and stuff and like kind of ended up getting like a nice clean version of, of the card just to have and kind of preserve like a better quality that's one. Cool. But I still gravitate towards, you know, looking back at the old one that I have just cause that's, you know, something super special and can kind of, um just have that memory of i know it like my grandparents got it for me and and then you know I've, I've it spurred this whole collection uh from there as well that's cool 
Um, I'll, I'll go next. I think for me, my one item, and I don't have it on my shelf, it eventually will make it to my shelf. But once again, I've let my kids play with it because they're really into it too. Um, my D-Arc Digivice, my original one from season Ooh, three of Digivice. Nice. I have it. It still works. Like you shake it, the whole thing, you get in the boss fights and all that kind of stuff. I love that thing. And it's something that I'll always cherish. And that's the one thing that I'm like, guys, no throwing this. No, you got to take care of it. This is an old toy. We got to take care of it because and, and it's beat up. I mean, it was beat up from when I was a kid, but I just wanted it to continue to work. But uh, I think that's the one thing for me that I'm like, I, uh, I, I got that. And I would, it was just like such a pinnacle moment for me because I'd never had a Digivice and Digimon was so big for me. And then that season was so big for me because it was something completely different from everything else. So um, that's probably the one thing in my collection. More recently, uh, I think just out of coolness, having an Astro Mega ship, Power Rangers in space, always one of my favorite <laughs> seasons. I literally just got this thing the other day and I, I, it's on my shelf right now behind me, but I, like during the day while I'm working, I like pick it up and I'm like looking at it, I'm like flying it around. I'm like, this thing is so cool. So, <laughs> so um, I think those are kind of the two things for me. Um, Tyler. Uh, all right. So I'd say something from kind of my childhood. Um, my favorite thing that I have kind of kept from that collection. Um, I have the um, uh, titanium morpher from Lightspeed Rescue. Um, and that was something so jealous like that was right like kind of on like the waning years of uh power rangers for me where like i still really liked it but i didn't tell anybody that i really liked it but like my parents still knew you know and i got like a lot of titanium ranger was just like the coolest thing to me um and um for some reason like that morpher was like the thing that like kind of i packed away and brought with me to college just as like something kind of like like not like obvious but like something just fun to like you know pop open and push the buttons and it still works and like kind of later in life i learned that it's kind of rare ish in comparison to like bandai morphers because it was like you know american exclusive and uh it wasn't apparently wasn't like for sale for a very long time um no and so that's something that i still have them so like you know really like i have a lot of fond memories with um and then something more recently um I have a a really large dice collection. Uh, I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, uh, not too long ago, I put I had a long Twitter thread with pictures of every single one of my that. dice in my collection. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. uh, intense. There is a lot of them, um, and that's because I used to um, be run the uh, Twitter account for a company called Credit. Uh, they're a British company, and they specialize in dice. Where like the highest number, there's like a little animal symbol. And they call it like the spirit of the line. So like the spirit of the Phoenix spirit of the dragon. Um, and I always thought they were really cool. And I became like really good friends with the owners. And eventually I was like, why don't you guys have a Twitter presence? And he's like, oh, I don't get Twitter. Do you want to do it for me? And I'm like, yeah, man, sure. So I take over uh, this British Dice Company's Twitter account um, for a couple of years. And um, I ended up getting up to be. Uh, about 4,000 followers. Um, I connected with a couple of celebrities to like get them like promotional dice so that they can use them in streams and such. Um, and they would send, they sent me dice regularly, as, you know, both kind of like take pictures of for like their Twitter account and also uh, just as a thank you. Um, so I have a huge collection of these dice with like different animals and symbols on them. 
Um, but my favorite set is um, is actually a prototype set for their um, spirit of like the ice dragon. And it's just like they only made like two sets of like this exact shape and size um, and color. And they offered one up to me and I'm like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. I'll take it. Thank you very much. And so I, I love it because it's it's it is so rare, but also just kind of because it's kind of emblematic of my relationship um, with these guys that I had like built over the years. And you know, eventually they got successful and hired a real PR person. And I was like, good on you guys. I don't blame you one bit. I'm I'm some guy from West Virginia. I should not be running your Twitter <laughs> account. But um, like, you know, I still keep in touch with them uh, pretty regularly. And I'm still like really like I I derive a lot of joy from like kind of looking through my collection and uh, looking at those prototypes and you know, yeah, remembering that time. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't have, I didn't know that about you, Tyler. That's really cool. I didn't. Yeah, know that, that was awesome that was man. thing for you. All right, Chris, last but not least. All right, so I, I have a few different items. I'll go through them really quick. Um, it might be like my top five or six, maybe, so to speak, because there's just some that I, I just couldn't ever separate. So um, I think the first three or four are like Transformers related. So like um, um, there's a, a Generation 1 like Trypticon. He's a big walking dinosaur. He, in fact, he's right there. I see him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I got that from my mom's mom, my grandma, um, which was big. That was the the first Christmas present I remember getting from her. But um, my cousin, who also loved Transformers at the same time I did, also got it. And so we used to have them fight, like you know, because he, he he has a switch you can turn on. He actually walks himself, but he turns into a battle station, and you can have the Decepticons drive and fly on him and stuff like that. So that was fun. Um, Another one is Scorponok, which is right here. So I need to go get my finger on the right way right there. <laughs> another one, like the same size, it's another base, turns into a scorpion, turns into a base, or whatever, but it's a headmaster, so the head comes off and turns into a robot. Um, got that from my other grandma, uh, grandmother and grandmother. Um, and again, my different cousin, but also the Transformers got, got it as well. And so it was just... Um, it's just cool because at that point, I think that was the biggest one I'd ever gotten. And I was as like a five-year-old. I think I was just like, whoa, totally <laughs> awestruck. Um, when I got the original Generation 1 Optimus Prime, um, he in the cartoon, he died. Like he dies in the animated movie. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, um, it's almost 30 years old at this point. So I haven't I, seen it, but I already know he dies. Yeah. yeah. So um, and he dies because they discontinued his toy. Uh, and I never had it. And so I was always so heartbroken that I could never have Optimus Prime's toy. Well, when he came back in the return of Optimus Prime in the third season, um, they did a mail away campaign for him. And so my mom helped me buy just enough toys to get the robo points to send them <laughs> in. Um, and so I got the mail away Optimus Prime shipped to me. Um so that was that was op- I had Optimus Prime. I never had Megatron. You know, he was a gun. My mom never like, nope, sorry, nope. Um, but that original Optimus Prime just meant a lot to me. Um, there is a character I, I can't show. I don't think he he's way up there, but his name's Fortress Maximus. But I got the the Japanese version from the year two thousand called Car Robots from Japan, which is a repaint of Fortress Maximus because Fortress Maximus is the holy grail for a lot of transformer collectors in the 80s right because it's the headmaster autobot base it's it's like 
23 inches tall. It's the biggest, or it was the biggest Transformer ever made for a very, very, very long time, like over 20 years. Um, so it was a holy grail because that thing cost a lot of money back then, obviously. Um, and if you had it, cool. If you didn't have it, tough luck. And they re-released it, but with new colors and stuff in Japan, like in the year 2000, 2001. Um, so the internet was still a baby. I ordered that. My mom and dad allowed me to order it as a Christmas gift in my first year, my freshman year of college. Um, so I ordered it from Image Anime. That's how long they've been around. <laughs> Um, and I finally had, you know, quote unquote Fortress Maximus as a 19 year old. I'm like, yay. Um, and then the, the last two items, um, that, that means something to me. I have a, um, these are both from, uh, Anarchy Customs. Um, I have a, a Zeo Gold Ranger helmet. Obviously it's my favorite Power Ranger. There's a lot of, uh, personal ties to that character and, and, um, just that storyline during the show that helped keep me in a better mental state than I guess I really was at that time. Um, and then I have a common Rider helmet. Uh, it's Comet's character in common Rider Zangetsu. I have his helmet. He's from the series common Rider Gaim. And why that is so special to me, especially now looking back is that series really solidified and per made permanent. Some of the friendships that I still enjoy today from people in you know, both the Power Rangers community and just overall online community as a whole. Uh, that show when it came out was extremely popular. Um, and the people that I watched it with are now like family to me, you know, 10 years later. Um, and it was that show that brought us together and, and got us talking to each other every single week for, you know, 49 weeks or whatever. So, um, you know, that was my favorite character in the show. And so I, I look back now and I look at it, I'm like, that's the memories it brings back is just having those literally jumping into um a voice chat to watch a really low quality live stream out of japan because we love the show so much that we obviously have no idea what's happening um just so we could geek out about it and then texting each other at two o'clock in the morning be like oh the the you know the uh the unsubtitled raws are up you know we can download them and, and see what happened in high def then you watch those and then you wait then you download the episode with the subtitles later on you know um that just represents those memories to me so again every piece has memories attached to it as i just you know went through on the stuff um and that's that's the dangers of my collecting when i start attaching memories to them so so thank you for listening to my spiel <laughs> no that's cool i really uh that's that's interesting and i i like how every item has a story for you so mm -hmm. that's that's pretty cool yeah. all right let's go to twitter uh tyler take us to twitter and uh, all right so we uh, we asked our followers on Twitter, and if any of you would like to follow us on Twitter and participate in further questions like this, we are at Dads Are Dorks, and uh, we wanted people to kind of talk about uh, their collections or their kids' collections. So uh, Mike Toast at Oi Toast says, Lately I collect the DC Multiverse line from McFarlane, which is blowing away all of the competition. Having them in hand really puts Hasbro lines into per perspective. They're awesome. My little one, though, too young to realize, collects Gabby's dollhouse. They're super cute. And he has pictures of both of them. Uh, Steven Martinez at Random 90s Fan says, As my wife tells me, I like everything. I collect a bit of everything. Mainly Power Rangers, some Transformers, anime-related items, comics. My daughter doesn't have a collection yet, but her favorite toy is a doll. That is uh, my college's mascot. That's a troll. 
His favorite item uh, would be uh, my photos I have taken with Stan Lee, Kevin Conroy, and JDF, as well as a print of the original Six Rangers helmetless and suits uh, signed by five of the Six Rangers. It was uh, the first item I had a group of people signed. And the podcast, uh, mostly speaking Sentai, at MSS Pod, uh, says, I collect Yogi Bear memorabilia. My favorites are probably a Yogi Beanie Baby and a Yogi Dare pin from the early 90s. Uh, and that's a picture. It, they post a picture of like this Yogi Bear shrine. And that's the kind of stuff I love to see whenever I come into a home. It's just a shrine of a collection of something that I don't personally understand. Yeah, You know, like yeah. looking at I'm like, this could be a shrine of like $50 stuff or like $2,000 worth of memorabilia. And I wouldn't know what's what but it's really cool um previous uh guest host on the pod eric berry at trucky b for uh, can't believe it, at trucky b for seven uh says i collect power ranger star trek pins groot pops comics and more my son is too young to collect but he loves elmo and electronic toys we've gotten him a lot of the vtech electronic toys like fake cell phones and video game controllers his favorite item is his Shadow Ranger helmet. And Long's Toys at C Long 83 says everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he is not lying. He literally look him, no, up, look him up on YouTube. Is his YouTube? Uh, he's a friend of all of us here on the yeah. show. His, it's Long's Toys. Uh, I think he buys literally every single toy that's released, whether it's Star Wars, Transformers, Power Rangers, Common Rider, Super Sentai, DC. Lord of the Rings. And that guy is a hustler because he puts out videos to review everything. So like if, if there's pretty much every if you want to think of a toy review for something you're interested in buying, you can go to Long's Toys and check out his video on it. Chris Chris yep. Long has reviewed oh, it. If man. if you if you're curious yeah. about it, yeah. he's reviewed it already. Yep. So check his channel out. But uh I really liked uh Mike Toast. His uh he's been he was talking about the McFarlane line of DC figures and I saw that they um, are finally putting out a newer updated version of the Dark Knight line, which is I'm I'm definitely going to collect those <laughs> like the from the Batman Dark Knight. I was thinking about that a couple months ago. I was like, I'd really like to have the Dark Knight Batman figure. And then sure enough, there it is. So the Joker <laughs> and they're doing a build a figure for Bane for that, too, which is cool. Yeah, McFarlane does great work. I mean, yeah. they're just so such detailed figures. Yeah, and they kind of just live by their own scale. So it's like if they need yeah. to make a giant figure for something, they'll do it. So it's it's cool. Yeah, good good stuff. Well, thanks to everyone on Twitter for uh, responding, and uh, we look forward to engaging more with the community. Appreciate everybody listening, and uh, yeah, I think we have a game. Um, that Hassan has prepared for us. So I'm going to kind of let you take the wheel on this one. Yeah. So um, this one's going to be a little different because I'm listening to the podcast. Um, kind of gets uh, a little repetitive when Chris wins the game every single yeah. time. <laughs> I, say, I can't lose sorry. this game. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm sorry. Spoiler, um, though. Spoiler. <laughs> well, maybe not spoiler. No, listeners would have heard. Mason won one. Yes, Mason won one. In an episode we haven't released yet, Mason won one. Yes. (laughs) Nice, nice. All right, all right. But he wasn't playing against me either. (laughs) No, yeah, he beat me. (laughs) Um, But so this game, there aren't 
there aren't really any winners. It's really meant to uh, um, a little bit of a different focus here. Um, and, you know, I've, I've Chris, I've, I've, you know, had the pleasure of kind of getting to know you over, over um, last few years and, and oh, yeah. met in person, that sort of thing um, as well, which has been great. Mason, um, probably more recently in the last year or so over Fortnite a lot as well yeah. too. Um, Tyler, I haven't had the pleasure to really get to know you uh, too well, but, but tonight has been, nah, been new great. Friend. Uh, for sure. And, and, you know, so I'd, I'd say, you know, I'd, even, even though we haven't had the chance to really, uh, uh, connect as much, I'd say we're not really strangers and that's no, why we're going to play. Yeah. We're not really strangers. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. So it's a, it's an interesting, uh, card game, uh, where there's a series of questions. So there's level one, two, and three, and it's meant to get to know people and, and really kind of, uh, make those connections as well. And I just thought um, it might be interesting to, to, um, to do that and kind of open up in different ways uh, for, for a little bit of a, a game today. Heck yeah. Um, so I I'm just kind of ran a way I to win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we'll have to figure, figure something out. Um, but Somehow I, I kind of picked a couple a questions. Yeah. I picked a couple questions to just like, you know, uh, have something to kind of go through. So, I've, so there's three levels. I pick two questions in each level. Uh, so level one is perception. Level two is connection and level three is reflection. So it kind of gets increasingly a bit more deep and, and interesting. So, uh, while these questions are usually tailored towards like you ask one person for this setting, it's just going to be a group, you know, thing where you can, you can yeah. answer a few you know, feel comfortable or want to, to, to do so. Um, so starting with level one, first question is, uh, what does my phone wallpaper tell you about me? So if we want to share what our phone wallpapers are or, or anything and kind of see what, what's, what's included, we can share that or, or talk about it if you want. I'll, uh, I'll show mine over the video. Um, oh yeah, that's a good, that's adorable. It's, Myself, my wife, my son, um, when we went to go visit family in, in California, we just took a nice uh, nice picture, a nice portrait. So, um, you know, family is is, is big. So, yep. that's, uh, that's very cool. similar one over here. Um, that <laughs> is uh, from a photo shoot that we did. That's a picture of uh, my wife and daughter. Um, and then my unlocked screen. And I can't find a good angle of it that isn't covered by apps um but it's a uh picture of my wife uh that she snapchat to me um years and years and years ago um but it says hi handsome at the bottom and it's just uh it's snowing and it's a picture that i always really really liked and i made my background uh basically as soon as i got it and i just haven't changed it since love it you ready for this you ready for this yeah Nothing. Whole lot of no. Oh, <laughs> you boring. No, you a heartless pert. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, it, okay, go ahead. I was gonna say I, I can defend myself. Like I just, um, I have to use my phone a lot for work. Um, yeah, and I don't like people looking over my shoulder or looking down at me and stuff like that. And and, and the role I have that happens. Um, and I, I value my privacy, uh, at, at work. I, I do keep work and home completely separate. Um, so because work has to use, utilize the phone, that's why I don't try to 
put any wallpapers or stuff like that because I don't want to connect with this more than I absolutely have to. Cool. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, for me, it is, I believe, I, I have two that I cycle between. I can't remember which one it is right now. My phone is currently in my camera, so I can't disconnect it and show everybody. But uh, um, it is, I have a picture of my, and I'll share the screen. It's from my um, Facebook. I have a picture. Can you see that? Yeah. This picture yeah. of yep. my kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was their graduation last year from pre-k and then uh kindergarten um and then i also have one that is like this really cool uh depth spider-verse picture that i switch between and that one's for my youngest because he's a huge spider-verse fan as we talked about and he always is like miles is swinging in over the numbers and then there's uh gwen and peter and he's like eh, i'm miles because my name's milo and uh <laughs> brother's peter and mommy's gwen and i'm like where am i he's like you're somewhere you can be 29 spider ham <laughs> yeah that's right yeah no so yeah that's my and then my uh my, my along the same lines as tyler my um open screen is in the background my my wife took this really um spur of the moment in the car picture of her when she was pregnant just like a selfie when she was pregnant with my youngest and she was just mm -hmm. glowing and i was like this picture is so beautiful and it's been my uh unlocked background ever since so cool. all right so the other question for level one here is as a child what do you think i wanted to be so we'll kind of rephrase that more as like you know maybe sharing or kind of um you know exploring what what we wanted to be when we were when we were young i can, I can answer that real fast real fast and i don't have to give an explanation unless you want it uh train conductor or weatherman my parents thought I'd be a weatherman, and I was always like, why? Did I stare at the sky a whole lot? And they're like, no, just a vibe. And I'm like, I don't know what a weatherman vibe is, but I guess I had it as a kid. <laughs> um, but when I was young, I wanted to be an inventor. Um, uh, specifically a toy inventor. I think I was very um, taken with um, uh, the dad in the Rugrats had a, in, a job where he was a toy inventor. And I was like, that's cool. That's it. That's the job. That's a cool job. Um, and then kind of like uh like school guidance counselor kind of was like, well, you know, an inventor is not technically a job, but um, you could go to school and get an engineering degree. And I'm like, yeah, cool. All right, yeah, let's do that. So I got a mechanical engineering degree. Um I don't really invent now. Turns out those jobs are few and far between. Um, I, I more manage, um, assembly lines and, uh, uh, systems and processes. Um, but it, it was cool going through school and learning how to like, you know, use 3d design programs and such. And, uh, yeah, so I'd say, uh, inventor. Cool. I'll go next. Um, for me, when I was, <laughs> when I was real young, I grew up in the nineties, uh, I was a big Dallas Cowboys fan. I wanted to be a football player <laughs> when I was really young. That dream didn't work out. As I progressed a little older, I got really into Digimon, and I thought like coding and the whole programming thing was really cool. It took me a while to get there, but that's what I'm doing today. So living the dream. <laughs> nice. nice. Right on. Awesome. 
Um, I would say, uh, so train conductor as well uh, early on. Nice. And then uh, when I was a little bit older, I wanted to be an author. I wanted to, to write. I started to write up this story called like Elements, but it was with the Z at the end because that was cool. Uh, and it was like these like crystals that they found that gave them the power of different elements of like fire and water and all that. And they could do the equivalent of like fire bending, water bending, that sort of thing. And cool. kind of a whole, you know, interesting story I was trying to to write at the time. And then life happened and got busy and then went into other other things but um the storytelling whole thing kind of really transitioned into other other aspects of life as well so yeah cool i like it all right well we have completed level one so points around one point for everyone we're all tied (laughs) 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 um so the next thing is, uh, so level two, again, is is connection. Uh, okay. So this question is, is there a feeling that you miss? Uh, and I can kick things off um, and say that one thing that I miss a little bit is a little bit of that sense of community sometimes online in the sense of like, you know, back in the day, we had these these occasions, these moments where I would go to more with like Power Morphicon and other things in the Power Rangers fandom. And and I felt a lot more connected to people in person. And then I think like COVID really happened and kind of like pushed that apart. And I know the conventions are, are back, but then I got busy and, and yeah. you know, I have a son now and stuff too and haven't had the chance to really go back and, and do those type of community events and stuff. And then also and the other fan I'm a part of, um, I'm a fan of the music group Pentatonix. Um, so I helped to create a convention called Pentacon. Uh, and we had like other uh, friends of mine, other fans of Pentatonix from around the world that came to that convention. And uh, it was just really cool kind of like seeing that online fandom come, you know, to life in, in person and had members of the band pop in and surprise us as well. And it was just cool experience that I just don't know if that will get be able to be recreated and just don't have as much time and, and stuff for that as well. So just that kind of feeling, that sense of community of um, all my online friends and, and, and seeing them in person and stuff is something that I miss and, and hopefully can make time for in the future to, to get back to that a bit. Yeah. We've got to have like a big con meetup for our new league created group. I feel that like, con, you know, yeah, like one of these yeah. <laughs> one of these days since the COVID Fortnite days that we've all kind of come together and met a lot of new people and stuff. So yeah, I definitely feel you on that. As far as feeling that I miss, I miss um well, I mean I miss Saturday morning cartoons, that feeling of getting up in the morning and like mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man's going to be on and then Power Rangers and da 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 da. You know, I, I miss those feelings, even though I had a really volatile childhood. So I have a, I have a hard, I have a hard, um, it's hard for me to miss that. But at the same time, there was a feeling in that that was like freeing and it was before everybody really awoke. So I could be alone and like it or with my brother, sister or whatever and enjoy that kind of thing. So I kind of missed that because we don't have that anymore for the kids. You know, there's, I tried to recreate that when Power Rangers was airing on Nickelodeon for the kids, you know, because it was, it would air on Saturday morning. And so I'd get up with the kids and we'd watch, you know, that. And I'm like, this is what it used to be like back in the day. But I definitely missed that feeling for sure. I think I have a weird one. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
it's uh i i guess i guess mm, rage um i had uh, uh a punk face for a while <laughs> um, save it for the emo episode <laughs> i'll get into it in the emo episode someday um but there was a funny time in high school where like there was just like this like kind of music that like really resonated with me that was just like like very loud like you know just like primal screaming getting into mosh pits and just like you know like you're just this like bundle of like hormones like not you don't really understand like what like all the emotions that you're having and you're just like like you finally have like almost like a way to like just kind of like absolutely like let loose and like burn up all that energy that you have and like you know you know some big concert that you go to that night and i don't know i just like i guess i got stuff figured out now like i don't really need that kind of outlet like i don't really listen to that music as much anymore but like you know whenever i'm like really tired and i need like an adrenaline boost like i can just like put on some of that old music and then like you know that kind of gets my heart pumping like a little bit faster and like just it's it's been a while since like i've had like a huge like adrenaline kind of boost like that and that's kind of something that yeah i miss that i like it for me it's it's really simple i miss the feeling of innocence i miss feeling that i don't have to worry about something because you know mom and dad will take care of it i miss um not being able to go find the answer to whatever question i have within 30 seconds of having the question um i miss feeling um like you're not it's gonna sound weird like it's gonna sound really depressing i i miss feeling like i'm not alone in that sense that you know now in today's like i said in today's age and society you have a question google it you know you're, you're hungry order something it gets delivered to you you sure i do not have to interact with a single person and i can survive for a very long time and i hate that i hate that anyways <laughs> awesome um well the next uh, question is, if you could prescribe me one thing to do for the rest of this month, what would it be and why? So I guess if there's something that we want to share that we would want others to do um, and, and and try out for for a month. Um... Mm. So one thing that I thought about when I saw this, um, and this may be something that I feel like probably a decent amount of people already do, but I... I have not done as much of is is just kind of take a little breather and just listen to some music or something. Um, mm -hmm. I think music can be very therapeutic. And I usually in the past would listen to music a lot, like when I would commute to work. And now that I mostly work uh, remote as well, uh, and we don't really have a lot of music playing usually in the house. Or, you know, it, it's um, it's something that I I recently in the last week. I just said, you know what, let me just kind of listen to some actually the music of pentatonics. I went back and watched like um, a recording of a, a concert thing that they had posted and and just kind of just it, it put a lot of things at ease and just kind of put um, just soothe the mind a little bit. And I, I think music can be very um, therapeutic and helpful. And so just taking a moment to just kind of decompress and and 
enjoy whatever music of choice. I like that. Yeah. I think for me, um, something I've been doing more recently now that the weather's getting nicer is, um, I've been taking morning walks slash jogs and, uh, just like that. I, and I, and I, I'm excessive. So I do four miles and that's a lot. Like <laughs> it gets, it gets intense, but, uh, it, uh, it's one of those things where I'm sitting in front of a computer all the time and I, it just kind of resets my mind to just be out and feel the morning breeze and air running through my head and listen to a good podcast or something like, you know, kind of, kind of just like get some fresh air and things like that. And it's just nice. Um, I think, you know, getting out more and walking and being just like more, a little more physically active for me, that would be. Yeah. That's something I definitely need to, uh, do a little bit more, get some more outside time. Um, but I think uh, my thing that I would recommend uh, someone do for a month, especially us kind of like dads, um, is uh, take a picture of your kid every day. Uh, I've, I've said it before on the podcast, but we have a daily Charlotte picture thread um, that we uh, have with like certain family members who are like, you know, um, both of our parents live in different states uh, than what we do. So like they don't always get to see Charlotte. Um, so we just try and make it a habit, take a picture or a video every day of like kind of what she's up to and just share it. Um, but we found that that's, it's, it's done a lot more than just like, you know, kind of help like share like with others. It's been a great like way of us documenting kind of like these special moments that we can kind of look back on and, you know, see the progress of how much she's grown like and again if we're doing it for even a month just a month like the changes that can happen and like the things that like you might not have like you know noticed that you're like oh hey this is like kind of special you know try and take like a little picture of it um yeah i think that'd be something i'd recommend my uh my sister actually did something where it was a surprise for us when my son turned one is she had taken there's an app or something where it takes like a one second clip of a video that you can you know select or upload uh, or a picture or something every single day that's and cool it, it compiles into one large video and so it's like you know one second long snippet of every day for for that entire year and then she surprised us again when he turned two again with like the next year of thing because i thought it was done and, and she said she wasn't <laughs> nope. gonna do it again but she did it again uh but it's really cool to have and, and see just l even little snippets but like little like a word he would say and then all of a sudden you know he's here and one time like he, my sister was holding him in a video and he like kind of threw up on her or something, but just like that, just little snippets. It's like all these little memories and stuff that like, it's That's all compiled awesome. into a thing that, you know, um, it is really cool to have to look back on. So that's, yeah, it's a great idea to, to have those moments captured. Mine is real, real simple. And it's something that I forgot to do for a very long time, uh, just because it's technology in the world we live in today. And that's, uh, take time for maybe an hour a day, read a physical book, like an actual too. physical book. Um, you'd be surprised because when you are just reading online and stuff like that, it's so easy to read online. And then you're all of a sudden, you know, I have, I have three windows open right now while I'm talking to you guys, you know, and I have my phone right there. Um, but when you read a book, you can't have it another tab open um you know your concentrations on the book you have to physically hold it you're touching it you're looking at it um i'm guilty i smell the book you know it's got that book smell um it's a good smell 
but it takes you away and takes your mind away from wandering to all these other distractions that are out there. And for however long as you want it to, you get to just indulge yourself in a whole different world or a whole different story or, you know, whatever. Um, but it's just, it's mentally relaxing in a, in a way that's different than, you know, going outside we all mentally relax in different ways whether like you know mason goes uh walking or jogging you know for 600 miles in a day and uh <laughs> or you know reading is a good way music is a good way um but just find that that stress relief that's not social media online screens in front of your face related like you know i i yeah just find a way to to disconnect and do something old school like that not that reading a book is an old school but i guess today it feels like it's old school yeah yeah cool absolutely all right well on to the final level here we've made it uh two questions to kind of wrap things up so okay. uh one was uh if you have when was the moment you realized you were not invincible very early on for me <laughs> like i was i was a kid and everything in my in my house was disposable because of how my father was so it was one of those moments of life it it was very fleeting and um yeah i'm not trying to do my own horn thing but I kept pushing my mom. We have to get away from this person. We have to get away from this person because he's going to kill us. And when she finally did that and she made the push and she was, you know, it took a lot because when you're under that type of circumstance, it was, it was very volatile and it, and it didn't end well at all. It wasn't a thing and it, you know, went on for years, but, um, she, she always says, you know, like you knew the mortality of the situation it just such a young age and it's what pushed me to finally get away because yeah, it wouldn't have been something that was, uh, um, you know, that would have sustained our lives for very long. So I think that's for me that I, I, at a very young age, I ha I was pushed into growing up <laughs> in that. So that was just, you know, that's kind of what, sorry to bring the mood down. Thanks for sharing that. No, I'm, I'm a, I'm gonna keep it down. I'm gonna keep it down with us. Uh, uh, I, I touched on this a little bit in the, um, massive verse episode, but, um, uh, 24 hours after, uh, my, my daughter was born, she had to be, uh, helicoptered to another hospital for, um, potential heart surgery. And, you know, I'd always known about like death. I'd always known about like, you know, I might die someday. Like, that's fine. Whatever. Um, but like the idea that she might die, like the just complete world shattering effect that would have is a completely different kind of finding out that you're not invincible. Is, is that going to make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I can't imagine going through yeah. that she's fine now i made a podcast about it she's good uh, i talk about her all the time but like no i mean it's yeah it's one of those uh, like i i we had a similar situation not nearly as is um is um dire as that was but like with our first and it was one of those moments where it was like this little baby that you, you're all they have 
you know, and mm-hmm. you have to keep them no matter, keep them alive, no matter what. And it's literally something that could shatter your life in moments, you know, yep. if yep. something goes wrong. So yeah, I totally understand what you're talking about there. Man, I'm not going to raise the mood at all. I'm so sorry. Awesome. That's just, <laughs> it's going to stay on this downside, but for me, and this is, this is kind of personal, but it's, it's fine because it's in the past. Um, before I moved from Colorado to South Carolina, my wife and I um, decided to each stay with our own set of parents to try to save money to make a down payment on a house. Um, so she stayed with her mom and dad and took uh, Darren and Nolan, and I stayed down in Denver with my mom and dad. She went up to the mountains. I stayed down in Denver because I had the job um, to save money. And what was only supposed to be like a three to six month thing turned into a whole year um, so for a whole year, I didn't get to see my kids, but maybe once a month, like we weren't like separated, like we weren't together. We just, you know, they lived three hours away and I worked 40 plus hours a week. It's, it was tough to try to get enough time to make that drive worthwhile because driving, it's not just, oh, it's three hours away, Chris, what's the big deal? You ever driven three hours up the Rocky mountains? It's a very yeah. painful, uh, three hour drive. drive. <clears throat> So, but we, we got to, we did get to a point where that distance creates divide. Um, and so when you do see each other, like it just, you know, it didn't, it just fell off or whatever. So, I mean, um, we did at, at one point before we ended up finally deciding to move out here, like, you know, have that serious conversation of whether or not this was something worth continuing um, just because we weren't sure what the feelings were anymore. Cause it'd been a year since uh, we'd actually spent more than just a couple nights together every three weeks. Um, and it was in that moment of realizing that, you know, just cause I have kids and I have a family doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to have them all the time, you know, if that makes sense. So it was a lot of, um, soul searching and a lot of what do I need to do on my part to make this work? Because not being with my kids, not having my wife, not having my family around me is not something I want to deal with ever. Like I don't even want to have to entertain that thought. Um, it was, it was, you know, personally very frightening for a time for a little bit. It hurt a lot too, obviously, but um, yeah, I think that's for me is when I realized that um, you can't take everything for granted. Not that I was taking them for granted, but just it's again, just cause you have them doesn't mean, you know, that I'm going to grow up in the same life that I had with my mom and dad, where it's like, oh, you know, I lived with mom and dad and your sister and you grew up until you're 18 and then you went to college. Like, that's not a given. Like, you you have to work for it. You have to make sacrifices. Both parents have to make sacrifices and communicate. Um, and And I think going through that brought us much closer together after the fact, if that makes sense. Like, I feel a lot closer to my wife today today than I have in the, the eight, nine years that we've been, you know, together. So. Yeah. Yay. Absolutely. Um, so uh, I'll share my moment as well. I think like growing up, um, a lot of people always, you know, kind of like put this whole thing on me of like, oh, you're, you're like the smart kid in, in class. And like I skipped second grade and always kind of did well in studies, never really had to like study too much, that sort of thing. And, for years I kind of coasted along with that as well and then once I hit high school I kind of started it things started to get a little bit bumpy I got AP classes things like that started to kind of struggle a little bit but then when I went to college and I moved away from home and kind of that environment and 
chemistry major, pre-med, it really hit me. And I struggled a lot. My grades dropped a lot. I had to repeat some classes. Um, and I just didn't know how to properly, truly study, I think, too, and, and kind of handle that. And I was ashamed. I didn't really tell a lot of people. My roommates, too, were like, man, you're just so good at everything. You don't have to study. I'd never see you studying. You just kind of do it. When in reality, I was just not doing well and not um, really, um, you know, uh, doing good in classes. I just didn't really share it. And um, it got to a point where, you know, after four years of a, uh, where uh, normally you'd get your bachelor's degree, I needed more time because I did not have all the credits and things that I needed. And eventually, you know, and, and talking with my parents and, you know, obviously they kind of came to that realization at, at some point as well and, and ended up kind of moving back home and practically starting over almost ended up going to a community college and kind of getting my associates first and then going from there. But that reset was quite difficult and a bit of a learning experience for me. And I ended up, I had an internship that I had at the time, which eventually turned into a job. And I really liked what I was doing and pivoted to more like healthcare IT in that background and loved it, was really interested in it. And I really use that moment as a learning opportunity to say, I don't ever want to go back to how that was yeah. and that kind of low point yeah. and just, you know, not have that feeling. And I worked, you know, hard. I spent the hour studying and really kind of pushed myself, ended up, you know, um, graduating, went to George Washington University for my bachelor's and then went there as well for my master's, ended up actually becoming an adjunct professor and teaching the same undergrad class that I, that I took for two semesters as well at George Washington University. So it was kind of a full circle experience eventually as well. But I, that moment really was kind of one of my lowest, but, but I, I learned from that and was able to, to that, that's kind of my motivation going forward to, to not go down that, that path again. Um, so certainly, you know, tough yeah. challenge to overcome there. Defining moments in life for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Um, so the last question here is how does one earn your vulnerability? Have I earned it? How can I earn more? And I just wanted to throw this out there with this question and just say, first of all, I think, I thank everybody for all the things that you all shared as well. And, and I think this is kind of a testament to, at least for me, feeling that, that comfort level with you all and, and knowing that we can all kind of share and be open and not be judged for anything like that. And I feel like for me, it's, it's having those kinds of friendships and and knowing that we can share and connect with each other. We're all going through, you know, all sorts of different experiences um, um, just in life in general, but also as, as fathers and, and kind of navigating that as well. And so um, I think this platform um is is at least for me um uh, been been great and, and i'm thankful to, to have been able to come on here and, and talk with you all and and that's kind of one of the reasons why i wanted to to do this game as well to 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 make those deeper connections too so um i think it's the fact that you know you all have been so open and, and willing to to have these conversations that uh allows me to open up and, and be vulnerable as well so thank you all for that. Yeah, and thank you for coming on, having these conversations. I mean, you've definitely earned like vulnerability for me, hundred percent. I think um, I I don't know if there's necessarily criteria for earning that. More so, there's criteria for losing it. 
Yes. Like, yes. I think as soon as I see somebody, it's, it's, what's the emotion associated with like a sneer? Or like somebody who like looks down on something. Yeah. Somebody who like sees something bring someone else joy and like just decides to like, you know, deride it. Just like someone who's like looking like, you know, be like, oh, you like that? That's stupid. Like just that kind of attitude just just shuts it down any vulnerability yeah. I'm willing to offer any any real chance of like a deep, meaningful friendship. Like I kind of see someone act that way or is like rude to somebody else, you know. It's it's that kind of attitude that just makes me go, well, you're not a safe person to share any right. of this stuff with, so I'm not gonna. Yeah. Like, and I think we're all, you know, very open-minded individuals, very accepting people. Um, we're all people who've also probably been through projections and uh, situations where maybe we were made to feel less than or made to feel, you know, crappy for liking what we like or doing what we do. And I, I just... I trust the people who go through life with open arms much more than the people who go through life trying to create little exclusions and, you know, hierarchies and crap like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I had a situation in my personal life recently with a person that had, we had some beef, um, between a family situation they're not family but it was i went over to try to clear up the awkwardness and that i was met with just a lot of hate and mm. it was turning it spiraled out of control and i didn't lose it and nobody got hurt or anything but i was just like i cannot talk to you you know and so like i was trying to go in with a vulnerable mindset of like hey let's work this out and really move past this because i have to see you more than the average bear and it tur totally turned to a situation where I'm like, I'm not going to hold a grudge against you and I'm not going to like badmouth you or whatever, but I'm just like, I can't get on that level with you. And so I have to turn the other way and look the other way, even if it does cause some family, you know, a little bit of family drama. But yeah. uh, so, you know, and I think, I think I, I, I appreciate this space too. I mean, I, we, we've talked about how these are therapy sessions a lot of yeah. times and it's, and the, the opportunity that the opportunities that we have to like share with each other, uh, online, offline, whatever it is. And I, um, you know, it's just been, it's really meant a lot to me and really helped get through a time of COVID that were, <laughs> there were some dark times there for a while for a lot of people, oh, yeah. for me, a lot of thoughts and things like that, that were, that weren't the healthiest. And so, you know, just, and when I, when we kind of like, you know, we, it, 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 we were originated a part of the Power Ranger fandom. And then we all started ha really hanging out and playing Fortnite together. And just, I think the openness, like, you know, Hassan, you could have been like, I don't know this guy. I don't want to like, no, whatever. I'll yeah. But like you were open, Chris, you and I connected instantly, Tyler, you know, we all just became really close. And I think that being able to share that vulnerability with each other and, <laughs> it just so happened that we all connected on we're all fathers and mostly of boys. And, you know, it's just something that's really cool that we found here. Lightning in a bottle almost. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, it's like, I, I don't, when I do stuff like this with you guys, I, I, I call it hanging out with my friends. 
you know, I get to record a podcast with my friends um, every couple of weeks. Um, we talk to each other, not just in the podcast, but we talk to each other outside the podcast. Um, you know, and at the same time, like we're, we're very respectful to each other too. It's like, you know, like there's a lot of stuff I know, like everyone's had a lot of stuff going on lately. So I, I give space, you know, it's, it's, that's just what you do at the same time. Um, it's nice to be able to come on and, and Haas and I've known you probably longer than these two have, and I've hung out with you in person numerous times and you've always been incredibly nice and incredibly friendly, incredibly accepting. Um, and I've been so happy for all the success that you've had and everything you've done with, uh, pentatonics and getting to live kind of a dream over on that side too. And, um, you know, I, I feel very privileged to have your friendship and privileged to be offered a space like this to be able to open up with everybody and, and kind of get closer and then at the same time you know tomorrow log on to Fortnite and and you know go slam go go <laughs> go pow 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 to people ranging from ages 8 to 88 so um you know it's it's that big that dichotomy to be able to do either or and have a good time it's it's yeah. it's it's very it is it's therapeutic like we should we should really charge for this podcast. We could really make a killing. Um, <laughs> it, it, I think like whenever like even tonight, I was I'm tired. You know, long day. Chris, oh, yeah. got a long day. Hawks yep. and Tyler. I like I was like okay, I need to just push myself to be there, like and get energized and doing that. But like after doing these type of things, like I don't always hang out with people and walk away and feel like my batteries were charged in some way. But like yeah, doing same. this type of thing, I feel I yeah. I'm gonna walk away tonight and be like, man, it's gonna take me a while to go to sleep because my batteries are charged again. You know, like I, I I like it, so it's it's awesome. Yeah, and like I haven't met any of you guys in person ever. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, um, but yeah, I still consider this hanging out with friends. I still consider Absolutely. this. Uh, I think I think the phrase I used previously was um scheduled fun time. <laughs> you know. It just just kind of like uh like like i i almost feel guilty having fun sometimes if like i'm like no the house is still a mess like no i still like gotta take care of this thing for work i gotta say later at work or something like that i'm always like guilting myself into doing more things but like i love having these like scheduled times where i'm like no 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 i'm gonna go hang out with my friends and like have a good time and chat and like really leave it feeling great. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, this is not like, Oh man, this was like too, too deep and too, too, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, down and that to end it. And, and we're never having, you know, us and back in the podcast, you know, hopefully uh, we're used to all these fun <laughs> games. And now it's awkward but... playing Fortnite with you guys. I just don't know. <laughs> no, no, I think we but, all got uh, a lot closer. But now I now. appreciate that. No, I think, I think that was great. I think that was a great mix up of things. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's also good to push the envelope for like discussion and games and, like i don't know i i enjoyed it yeah, yeah absolutely same yeah for sure it's uh we can all go get down nice. more about the once and always trailer we can always yeah, do that right. too. yeah that's it's nice to <laughs> no, lose uh, these games and oh. sometimes it's nice to not have to feel about no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway thank you so much hassan for coming on the podcast this week and uh we will definitely have you back in the future if you would like to come back and um you know 
talk more awesome stuff. I, I eventually I want to have a dad round table and you'll definitely be well, like the knights of the round, but like just us dads, that are <laughs> the dads of the round, own, the dads of the round. Um, and so um, you say that and I'm already thinking like, all right, I'm going to need a costume. I'm going to need to get a sword. <laughs> well, you are daddy, so you're going to have to. No, just kidding. You are the daddy dad. I, I, dad, I daddy. prefer pod father. All right. All right, Hasan, let's promote you. Where can we find you? Tell us a little bit about your YouTube and um, where can we find you? So. Yeah. So um, just day to day. You know, if you wanted to chat or anything, I'm on Twitter at at uh, Hassanem of 120. Um, I don't know if I'll ever. We'll see if I jump ship at some point. For now, that's where I'm at with with Twitter. But uh, my YouTube channel is a uh, YouTube.com/slash/TheWorldOfHa. Um, so if you're interested in any Power Rangers, Pokemon, Nintendo gaming stuff, Fortnite, sometimes any of that fun stuff that interests me, at least you know that's what I kind of share out there on youtube mostly live streams as well and and quite often not planned in advance because it all depends on when i can get some free time and and get away and do stuff so uh you know um if you subscribe you'll get notified when i go live ring the bell um, <laughs> but uh but yeah that's that's uh where i'm at there and then also um so one i have a podcast that is kind of on a bit of a hiatus but we might pop back up soon uh called that's ptx to me so if you're a fan of pentatonics um Myself, my friends, Katie and Karen, um, do a, uh, we had been doing a podcast for a bit and took a bit of a, uh, a break, but that's on, you know, at, uh, that's PTX to me on Twitter. And then I have another podcast I do with my friend Udit, uh, called the dose of Desi. Um, it's at the dose of Desi on Twitter. And that's kind of, um, uh, you know, if you enjoyed some of this deep conversation and then quite often they're kind of delving into different topics and just kind of really, um, sharing our experiences and often having guests and stuff to share their experiences on, on various things as well. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Yeah, no, I've listened to your dose of Dissy and, and really enjoy it. So, um, and then the world of hot, you know, if you're looking for a safe place for your kids to watch some toy videos, some unpackaging, some toy videos go straight to the world of hot because it's, it's a great, it's a great channel. You've really, you've got something there and it's awesome. So, okay. Um, let's go ahead and round out the show. We always, we always thank our wives. Number one, yes. they allow yep. us to do all of this fun, geeky, nerdy, whatever, whatever stuff. And a lot of times take the brunt of what comes from the kids. So yes. appreciate appreciate our wives, uh, our listeners. We've had some new listeners recently. So we thank you for listening I uh, hope we didn't scare you off with our vulnerability on this episode, but, um, uh, but please, you know, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, if you want to connect with us on Twitter, you can follow us at dads or um, at dads or dorks on Twitter, go to our website at dads or dads or dorks.com. I can't speak anymore. It's too late. It's like and it's then, 12 o'clock in the morning or something. Like that. <laughs> right. Crazy. And we have a new TikTok at dads or dorks where we'll be posting uh, short video clips and snippets from the podcast and previews. Um, it's a good time. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, we want to thank Eric Berry. He's been a previous guest on the podcast. He designed our logo. Also a really good friend. Also the reason I know Hassan. So, yeah. So uh, <laughs> once again, just a guy who brings people together. Good dude. Good dad. And then uh, let's promote our socials. Where can people find you, Tyler? 
I am at Stormbreaker on Twitter, and that's about it. Right, Chris. I am uh, at Toku Chris on all social media except TikTok. I don't do TikTok. You should. It's real fun. <laughs> and I am at Mason Merrill on Twitter. That's about it for me. Um, I'm not a TikToker. The whole thing, but uh, I'm gonna get you guys into TikTok for the end of the year. No, <laughs> we'll figure it out. It's it's a time sink, but it's fun. It is. It's it's a fun time sink though. Yeah. Okay. So last but not least, we have one more task for Hassan, and he's gonna close out our episode with a dad joke, and we'll play it out. Uh, so why do melons have weddings? Because they can't elope. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Dads or Dorks podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dads or Dorks and be sure to subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more dorky content.